Mind. Famcast Media. Bitch. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised.
Broadcasting live from a secret location in Compton, California. The talk show that makes psychiatrists see other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. You are now tuned in to the longest reigning podcast mm-hmm. in the Pigs Neverse. Yes, sir. Zach, what episode are we on? 453, good Woo! sir. 12 years, almost 13 years into it, and we are just going nonstop. We are on the road to episode 500. Zach, no are breaks. you excited? Of course. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down off of high. Oh, yeah? How high are you? How's oh, that? Like, it's, it's been, uh, it's, we've been pretty up there. We have been pretty up there. Yeah. I mean, it's been exciting. Uh, I think Zach's talking about off the high. We came off of uh, an exciting weekend at the Mayan Theater with yes, Lucha Vavoom. Uh, we did some filming. We did some producing. We yeah. got uh, two exciting nights out of uh, L.A. And fuck, was L.A. hot both nights. Oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, it, was, it was exciting. All the wrestling, the burlesque, the titties were flopping <laughs> all over the place. There was shit was, flying. There was shit flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirty Sanchez was out there doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, we had Club Fun City at Mal's Bar on oh, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the prior to that, we had that house party. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, and Downey, that was fucking just insane. A lot of work. Not only that, my uh, my niece actually flew down and surprised the family. Um, and she's she's going to college in Missouri, so she came she came down yesterday. I got to see her today. And I it's, will say that there's nothing more exciting than fucking family. Yeah, that's, bro. Uh, I think as we're going to get into today's conversation, we're going to dwell on some things from the past. And as I've learned now that I've gotten older, nothing else matters other than family. So good job, Zach and Run, you know. Hey. Oh, I mean, good job to her for visiting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from Puerto Rico or New York or what? No, she's from here. Oh, okay. She went, she went to college. Oh, where's all your Puerto Ricans? I don't, I don't ever hear you talk about your Puerto Rican family at all. They got lost <laughs> in the storm. Oh, really? Oh, that sucks <laughs> yeah. for you. A little bit. I guess. All right, well, that's... I got a, I got a nice uh, house to visit over there. You do or don't have a nice house to visit over there? Half of it. Oh, was that what's left from the hurricane or yes. what? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Okay, well, on that note, uh, <laughs> make sure you uh, check out uh, Zach Rabbit Lopez. Follow him down his rabbit hole. Yes, sir. He plays video games not really well. You can see him lose to all the four-year-olds that are on there playing Modern Welfare 2. Uh, are you on that right now? Yeah, I am. Yeah, how's that? It's pretty dope. I, I, I thought there was like at least a thousand of these versions of these fucking tracks or I mean uh um it's games. getting it's getting pretty close to FIFA and Madden with, oh, okay. with how many there are yeah but I mean this one felt good you know? okay I, I played the beta and it felt like one of the old school ones from like ten years ago so I was like all right it's it's time to get back in and show these kids what the fuck's up because <laughs> they weren't around you know and just like that. I could say that I wasn't around for our guest tonight. Oh, you're right. But before you do that, Zach, because you're skipping along, oh, you're hopping shit. all over a place. Oh, I, gotta, a, I see a black you're, screen. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're a Zach Rabbit, and that's what's happening. Ooh, uh, the uh, chat's already coming in, guys. The chat's are coming in. There you go. Uh, we also have the incredible Liz Vampire Mermaid visiting via the internet with all her purple hair and blue curtain background. Hi, honey. Uh, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pigs. Liz, uh, she she's super excited for today's conversation. I'm going to tell you guys why. For anyone who loves 
house music, who loves <laughs> the 90s. This mm -hmm. episode is going to be all about that. Uh, Zach, I know you were kind of jumping all over the place. Uh, we have the director of this movie that's out right now called Welcome to the Club. The one and only Mike... Flores. What's <laughs> up, Mike Flores? What How we is doing up, guys? Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule because I've heard through the through the grapevine, <laughs> through everyone I've heard how busy you are. So it 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 it's a pleasure to have you down here, man, for you to take time out of your busy day and just hang out with some fucking pigs, it's man. It's all so, good, man. Hey, man, you're I a pig. It. You're a pig just like I'm us. I'm a pig, too. Uh, here on Pigs Radio, uh, we do a little thing where we break the ice. So uh, we know what you uh, what your name is, but let's figure out. I don't run a couple of things on what you do, and normally you have to squeal for us, little piggy. So you either do your best pigs impression or a pig's call, big squeal. Oh, man. Yeah, I should have um, did your homework. See. Uh, how does the pig squeal again? <laughs> squeal for us, piggy. Wait. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I almost did a donkey sound. <laughs> I, 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 no. I would have accepted all, all sounds, by the way. <laughs> I would have took them all. Uh, welcome to the to Pig Studios and Pigs Radio. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you for having us, having me, and uh, yeah, let's let's get to it. Yeah, uh, you brought some friends with you, man. I did. Uh, let's see who's right next to you. Right next who's to me this? is uh, the guy. House parties in the '90s, Mr. Biggs. What's up, Mr. Biggs? What's up, sir? How you doing? Good, brother. Good. <laughs> welcome to Biggs. Thank and you. Thank you. It's an uh, honor. Uh, on top of house, uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to mispronounce it because I've already been uh, under the influence. Uh, <laughs> let me, let's get that title right. What is it called again? It's uh, House Parties in the 90s. House Parties in the 90s. Yes. Uh, you guys can follow him all over the social medias, and you know what? I can't let you go with because you're a pig now, man. So squeal for us, piggy. <laughs> Bill like one, so uh, I'm just gonna throw a big ass <laughs> oink, oink. There you go. Oh, you're not even <laughs> yeah. trying. Uh... <laughs> oh, cowbell, <laughs> mediocre cowbell. But I guess we'll take it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank welcome, you. welcome thank to you, the table, you, sir. Thank, welcome thank to the table. You. And across the way, who do we have right here? Across the way, we have from the movement in the early '90s of the smash hit Jump. Mr. Hayes. Peace. Mr. Hayes, Peace. welcome, man. Breakdancer phenomena. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, and obviously, you are now a pig, so you got to squeal for us, piggy. Oh, I got to squeal too. Yes, yeah. you do. Man, everybody. Squeal! Squeal! Oh, oh damn. Yes. Hell yeah. By the way, his eyes almost popped out. <laughs> he looked like one of those like pigs when you like go squeeze like actual like the, yeah that, that was awesome. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for squealing. You are now official part of the pigs universe. Yep. You guys are now pigs. So uh, tell us, uh, Mike. Uh, yep. I, I came across you by a good buddy of mine, uh, uh, Milo. He, yes. he he joined us together so we can kind of have a sit down and kind of talk about your project. Uh, but before we can get to the project, man, sure. tell me. In the beginning, when Mike Flores became Mike Flores, what were you doing? What were you into that even led you down this road? Because you did not just wake up one day to be like, I'm going to be a fucking director and direct this fucking movie. No, there was like decades. There was a lot, was a lot of kind of things. I mean, a lot of decades. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, tell me like what actually started you, whatever it is, creative movement that you may have, whatever sparked your interest to kind of get you going. And film? Whatever. In whatever? Yeah, like whatever the I beginning, did. The beginning. the beginning? Yeah, man. Wow, the beginning. I mean, that's... Take us down your journey. I, I was... Take us down I, your rabbit hole. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was 13, 14 years old and uh, born and raised in El Sereno. And uh, I 
just being at, outside at home, playing around, listening to uh, my neighbor's uh, music coming out, blaring out of his yard. And little did I know, he was a DJ was setting up back there. And uh, I got really interested at that moment, seeing a DJ with two turntables and a mixer and a loud sound system and thinking, wow, this guy's playing these old songs. Well, they're old now, but back then they were playing these two songs and I just got hooked on it. And those songs were Living on Video and Dr. Sex. Ooh, and uh, from that point songs. on, yeah, they're actually, yeah, to this day you can still play them. But that's kind of like where, that's where I started to DJ and stuff like that. I got the bug and, uh, you know, long story short, I just moved on to, I was DJing a bunch of house parties in East L.A. and got uh, recognized pretty quick, moved up to the halls and stuff and clubs at a young age in downtown L.A. and Hollywood and stuff like that and, Sometimes my parents would let me go. Sometimes they wouldn't. You know. Sometimes they'd be like, "No, you're you're ass staying home. You're you you're only 14." Yeah. Yeah. Me, me, no es cholo. Yeah. You're not going to Florentine <laughs> Gardens at 14. <laughs> but I, I really love when when artists or musicians and bands can pit, pinpoint like the exact moment and song or what have you that like yeah. you know, turned them on. Yeah, they just set everything off for them. It was just yeah. That's how living on video was. It yeah. was at that moment where it just crashes at the break. I was like. Whoa! This is it. This is. I want to be a DJ. I don't know what to, what's wow. what's gonna happen or how, but that's what I want to do. And just like any other parent, we're like, you're crazy. That's <laughs> not good for you. Yeah. So uh, did you have to convince them hard? I mean, uh, to like let you, you get know, to that or? I worked with my dad in the summertime a lot. Every summer, I worked with my dad and just you know just bullshit stuff. It'll you know move this here and there and just to learn some responsibility and one day he we drove to downtown la out of nowhere we went into this electronic shop it wasn't a radio like radio shack or fries or anything like that it was just a weird you off the wall been, electronic. You been, if you've been into downtown la everything <laughs> down there is weird so yeah you can walk into any store like yeah. what the fuck is this okay okay yeah that, yep. that's happening and we walked in there my dad was like you want these turntables here and they had no pitch control they were panasonics and i'm like uh, those are not the ones they really use, but he wasn't—he wasn't about to spend a thousand dollars, right? You know, so he bought me those two Panasonics with no pitch control and a Radio Shack mixer, and I dominated those two turntables for like a year with no pitch control. And when I got twelve hundreds, that was it. That was it. That was that was it, and I just skyrocketed, man, from there. And uh, little by little, I just crawled and crawled and moved uh, moved out to El Paso, Texas, for a while. Got into radio out there and was kind of, I, I went out there for a reason, you know, bad reason. It wasn't really good and uh, had some trouble in Los Angeles and left out there and got back into the DJ scene when I was out there and got into radio in Mexico and did two stations in Mexico, did a jazz station in El Paso. And then someone at some club discovered, someone, someone liked my laugh and it turned out to be the program director for Power 102 in El Paso. And he gave me a night job running the mix show and doing nights overnights and running the board and stuff like that. And About what time was this? Uh, this is 1993, wow. 93, 94. So in 93, just so I can back up, you start, you, you're, you're already doing radio and yeah. someone hears you laugh. Laugh next to a booth mm -hmm. next to me. And oh, the guy's okay. like, I like your laugh. They got a restaurant? And I'm like, it was a club called Monopoly oh, okay. in El Paso. Okay. And yeah, it was like a restaurant though too. At the same time, because right. a booth with tables and stuff. And I yeah. just happened to be sitting there, and he taps. He true story. He taps me and says, "Hey, you know, I like your laugh, and I think it sounds good in radio. Why don't you give me a call?" And I'm like, "All right." And he gives me his card as John John the Candyman Candelaria. I'm like, "Bro, I listen to you every freaking morning. 
what? This is a trip. Yeah. So I ended up that Monday, I go to his office and uh, he hires me on the spot and I start learning all the ups and downs of radio. And now I'm dealing with, you know, I'm talking to Richard Humpty Vision in Los Angeles, Tony B. I'm doing parties in El Paso. I'm flying them to El Paso for raves. I'm getting a lot of tapes from them about power tools and what they're doing. I'm doing my own show like them and Power 102. And it's just things started evolving so quick that when I was ready to leave El Paso, my goal was to get on Power 106. And when I got back to L.A., that wasn't the case. It was a lot of work to get on Power 106 because we have 22 million people in L.A. at the time. Every DJ, a lot of even, DJs. But even with what you've built out in El Paso, that wasn't that, that wasn't enough. Because even when I started in radio, I went to radio school, and they straight up said like, "You need to leave this market and dominate another market, yeah. and then come back." But I mean, that didn't work. But dude, that's crazy because that's, that's still a big market. It's still a big market. So I wow. came to LA thinking, "No, I got this. I'm gonna be on power, no matter what it takes." And there's a lot of guys like me at that time, and I knew Richard. I know Richard Humpty Vision since we were in fifth grade, and a lot of people mistakenly think think that he got me on power it's like no that wasn't the key. he doesn't even know i was trying to get on power every day i lived in east l.a at my wife's mom's house when we moved back to el paso in the projects we lived there for like six months every day i walked to 7-eleven which was like a few blocks up and faxed my resume my resume was probably like three paragraphs long and i walk every day fax that thing fax that thing fax that thing i don't know who i was faxing to it was just a number of power 106 fax machine one day, six, five, six months later, one day I get a phone call at my mother-in-law's house saying, hey, this is so-and-so, John Boyle would like to meet you, blah, blah. I'm like, what? I, this really worked? Wow. So I thought you were going to call, stop faxing us, oh, please. Yeah, <laughs> right? You have the wrong number. Bro, I show up, and right away she's like, oh, he's ready. I mean, this is like, this is not your typical, like, oh, yeah, come at 10 a.m., blah, blah, blah. No, this is like, yo, come about 6.30 o'clock at night. It was raining. I lived in East L.A. This is the Burbank. I'm like... All right, I got to do it. I got to do it. So I show up to Power 106. They buzz me in. I go out into his office. Happens to be the director of promotions, John Boyle. And we sit down for like two hours just talking and talking and talking. And he's telling me everything about El Paso because he already spoke to the PD there. And I'm telling him what I want to do. And he's like, at the end of the conversation, he basically just said, all right, you're in. And I get up, shake his hand and walk out the door and he right before i walk out and close the door he says hey man your foot's in it's up to you where you want to go i got you in but you're gonna have to work in this department first before you do anything else so again long story short things went on progressively in promotions i ended up djing for big boy at dorsey high school because dj ray didn't show up and uh big boy liked what i did he told the pd michelle mercer and rick cummings at the time what I did for him, and a week later, I get, I'm get i on the mixer schedule. I'm a mixer now for power. I mean, it was just like boom, boom, boom. Wow. And from there, it's just, again, like the world, you can just take on the world from there. I became a power mixer. I started my own record label. I started doing mix compilations, traveling the world. I mean, it was just from, it, it's just weird. <laughs> it's still weird to me. And all just from listening to your neighbor's trash. Playing outside with his brother in front of our house. We live right across the street from each other and all you hear is just let, at the time I didn't know the name of the song, but it was living on video, just pounding so loud the whole, we lived in the cul-de-sac, so it was just loud. Right. It was just, and it was a graduation party. So it was super loud. <clears throat> but that's kind of like my story. I mean, there's a lot to it obviously, but yeah, yeah. that's where I kind of ended up at Power 106. And 
at that time, I knew that in the future, I already knew going to these clubs at that time at Power 106, I was 24, 25 years old. I would look around at clubs and think, I want to do a story about this in the future. I already knew. I, I dead on you that I'm going to do something in the future about this whole scene. As time went on and time went on, nobody was doing, people were doing little mini docs on their scene or themselves or nothing crazy. So it's just, in time, I just thought, one of these days, I'm going to do a whole story on our era. My era in the 80s and my era in the 90s and get all my friends together and let's just make this happen. Now, with this film, how long have you been uh, making movies, directing? Uh, where did that kind of come from? Because all I've been hearing is a lot more music background, the radio stuff, and like, how? Uh, where do you jump from from that background to like to, well, to this? At the same time, I was actually into movies big time because I was always into locations. I was one of those guys like in the ni early '90s. Now these days, you can go on Instagram or YouTube. Everyone's doing all these movie location stuff, even video stuff. I was doing that way before anybody was doing that in the 90s because my dad would, again, my dad would take me to work with him in the summertime. And one of the, one of the, one of the times that I went with him, we went to Crocker Bank, which is now Wells Fargo, the big tower in downtown. We were up there like on the 44th floor working and I'm just, look, I'm just sitting there looking out the window in downtown LA thinking, wow, this, we're pretty high up. And I could see down below Grand Avenue and the little holes where you could see lower Grand Avenue. And I remember seeing all these explosions going on. At the end of the night, I asked the security guard at the front when we're leaving, I was like, what was going on here? And the guy was like, oh, they're filming some weird robot movie here. Nothing that's ever going to probably make it. Ends up being Terminator. Nice. And that caught the bug. I caught the bug right wow. there because Terminator was like, you know, Shit. years later when it came out, I was like, wow, I was there. I was right there in that scene. You know, and people are like, you're crazy, dude. How old were you? I was like, I was young, but I was there. And I try to explain the whole story to them like I'm explaining to you guys. And they're like, okay, now we get it. Now we know why you were there. Damn. So from there, man, it just started going with movie locations, movie locations. I started a website, became pretty monstrous. And, uh, and now all, all I would do was take the movie the screenshot and the real location and match them up. And this is how it looks in real life. And people just kind of dug that. And I started getting into that. And some lady from the Location Manager Guild of America, Alan G.A., she found me on, somehow we found each other. I can't remember how, how, it, how it went down, but she invited me to this place in downtown LA at this hotel where they knocked down, they already tore it down, they built it back up again, something, I forgot the name of the hotel. And uh, there was a meeting there for all these location managers and she was in, like, just walking me around like, hey, you know what this guy does? You know what this guy does? And all these people, all these people were just coming up to me and trying to get explanation of what I was doing. And I told them what I, was, what I did and how I did it and where I would go. And they would be like, well, you can just walk into those neighborhoods and you're not scared? Like, no. I just go and those take a picture. Neighborhoods. Yeah. I said, I grew up in the neighborhood. And they're like, and as soon as I said that, honestly, that's as soon as I said that, it caught one guy's attention. And he's like, well, you know, we need people like you to come in and walk in and not be feared of something of because you saw something on the news or a movie or we need people to go knocking on doors and get permission to film. So that's how it kind of, they gave me a position, not a position, but they call me the apprentice. So little by little, all these directors would call me, hey man, we need to do this. We need a scene like this and like this, but we need it like over here and over there and we don't want to go there. I'm like, oh, I'll go and take pictures <laughs> and, and do this. And, and it just started growing and growing and growing and I got noticed for that. And um, 
I moved, I started doing location ma scouting and managing, and then I moved into a company called Exclusive Media. And from there, I was involved in the movie End of Watch. Okay. And okay. that's where like, I started learning. Like, we were the company that produced it. So I learned the ins and outs of a, like, I don't know if you ever guys thought, sit, watch a movie and think, who greenlights these movies? Like, who, who's the guy that sits there at the table and says, okay, we'll do it? Yeah. I always thought that. Same. Like, who's the, who's the guy that says yes to Batman or Back to the Future, blah, 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 blah. So I was in a room where, like, in the watch, Rush, um, God, some, I mean, quite a few movies that we did. I was in a room for a lot of those meetings, you know, Snitch with The Rock. Um, and just to see those, the way it starts and end, I was so intrigued that I just started learning the whole back end of how to make a film, not not camera-wise, not lens-wise, because I already knew all that. That was easy, because I would do a lot of production PA work for studios. And, um, and that was really it. I mean, once I got that from exclusive media and learning the back end of it for that for like four or five years from them, then I moved on to Fox Animation. I started learning animation, and I started learning this and that. and So I got the best of both worlds now, animation and movies. Now I just need people to believe in me and fund me or invest in me so I can create my own vision. Right. And that's how from 1984 to 2016 is how where I met my uh, not met but I knew a friend of mine from the 90s called Ze his name is Zeke and he lives up in uh, Ojai and he came at me and said hey bro you know whatever you need I'll back you just start creating shit and I started creating 80s 80s stuff 80s this 80s that 80s this 90s this 90s that whether it was hard house or whatever it was it was just in our era whatever happened in our era he was just he was giving me the money to to survive to live to walk away from a job in production and say here i'm going to provide money for you every month just make some dope shit so i've been doing that for the last since 2016. and now finally we're hitting like we've done this we've done that we've done this i we did a i did a film called tice a short film and that's that was the one that got me like five awards from different festivals. One of the big ones was Wes Craven. Right before he passed, wow. he actually chose us personally on Instagram. <clears throat> I still have the video. And he calls out you know, our name, Tice. You know, and uh, we show up to Catalina Island for the festival, and he's there, and we're on the red carpet with him. And you know, we even went to his house, you know, wow. me, and my, me and my other partners that did this movie, Tice. We went to his house and we hung out with him and smoked out and whatever, you know, we did all that shit. It was crazy, man. I mean, it was so, and that right there, I felt like I should do another short film or this and that, but I just, for some reason, I said, no, now that I, I got this kind of little thing going on, I should just turn to music now. Now's the time to just do the music. Why, why do a short film again? I could do that later. Let me start working on my music craft and getting all these people involved slowly. Your first. Well, I guess, I mean, the video stuff was your first love, so your secondary love, which would have been yeah. the music, right? Yeah. yeah. Music was more, music was a stepping stone, I think, you know? I mean, mixing was great all those years, like from the 80s and stuff, and I did it with passion, and I loved it for the, for the passion of it, but later, when at Power 106, it became a job, which was a fun job. I mean, I ain't hating on it, but just the, it just became like a, like a, a stepping stone right. job where like now I wanted to get into film and that's and in between all that what I'm telling you guys that story how I got into the first production company I worked for Warner Brothers was when I was at Power 106 I would go if, if I had nothing to do at Power I go right up the street to Warner Brother Records and hang out with Greg Lee which was an A&R for Warner Brother Records 
I would sit in his office for two to three hours, and this is no pay, no nothing. I'm just going there for out of my own will. Just, right, just to hang out. Yeah, mingle. I mean, this guy's a big dude in right. the record business. I'll sit in his office, open up all his packages, separate trash, separate the good stuff, whatever. Cassette CDs, shirts, hats, jackets, anything, anything, anything and everything they, this guy, they sent this guy. Boom, I hear like this loud thump. Whoa, boom, you hear it again. Like, dude, what, what is that? He's like, oh, that's, they're just filming back there at Warner Brothers. That's, that's, it happens every day. I'm like, again, <laughs> it just like clicked. Boom. Like, whoa. It's no big deal. And, and, <laughs> and, and by the third, fourth time, I say, hey, man, I really want to get into film. Like, my power is like kind of, I'm already, I already had my peak. I'm, I'm ready to come down on this and move forward, and I want to do film. I mean, can you get me on the lot somehow? And uh, I didn't talk to him for some time, and uh, he reaches out one day, and, or I went, to, I went to his office, and he says, hey, man, I was going to reach out to you, and I got you to speak to someone on the lot if you want to go, if you're still interested. And this is like three, four months later. And her name is Verna Simpson. I remember that. Wow. Okay. Verna Simpson. She was HR, and I walked. I went to her, and I met with her, and she said, and she hired me right away. But <laughs> she's like, "What you're gonna do is pull weeds. You're gonna pull weeds. You're gonna drive around in a golf cart and pull weeds, and you're gonna clean the back lot, and you're gonna do all kinds of stuff that you don't want to do. But this is how it's gonna be until you just move up and move up. So that's how kind of how I started, and then I left that and went into a corporate corporate job for a while." And kind of bounce back and forth on that stuff. Production, that's, corporate, production, corporate. That's crazy how that world is just so upside down. Even like the radio world. Uh, oh, yeah. Growing up, I mean, going to the radio school stuff, they let you know that radio is cutthroat. One day you got a program director, next day something got sold. Exactly. Guess, guess what? Your shit don't exist. You're, You're gone. gone. Every, everyone you knew, done. Yeah. Next day. Yeah. I'm like, what? how is that even fucking possible? Like, what the hell? Like, You're gone, bro. That's what? it. What? But I, I love how, how like humble you are with the, with all these things because like you went into radio and you were the DJ and you're in the background and doing all these things you know yeah. you say you peaked and hey here's this other job but we're gonna put you at the very fucking yeah. bottom you're gonna be doing housekeeping or whatever yeah. and you're like fuck it I'll do it I, yeah you're you right know? yeah absolutely I That's, tell that story bro just like you, how you say it I was at this level yeah. traveling the world as a DJ I mean yeah. I was getting high in fucking Amsterdam yeah and then flying back home two days later. And then fly back out to Miami two days later. They fly back yeah. home. And I was all over the world. And I was married with kids and everything. Yeah. And I was a good boy. You know, I never did anything wrong. I take my PlayStation with me and <laughs> hook up my PlayStation MLB. To this day, I'm still in a big MLB thing. And, uh, Not MLB NBA play. Jam? Not NBA Jam, man. I used to get my ass kicked by Artie the One Man Party, so I quit that. <laughs> Artie really pissed me off, man. I used to yeah. break my controllers then. Ooh, <laughs> shit, that's <laughs> angry. My issues. wife would come out, guys, I got to go to work. I know you yeah. guys don't work, but we did. Really. <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, she had a real job and we had a radio job. Right. <laughs> but um, so, what? yeah, man, that's kind of like my story there about radio and DJing and stuff. And then the film, the 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 club scene, the, the, the documentaries that I'm doing, like the Hard House one. The Hard House one came out. We did that in 2020. We released that May in 2020. It took like a year to do. And that was all mainly about the Hard House guys here in Los Angeles more about how it's created, how we did it, why we did it. I mean, I gave the love all to Chicago because that's where it came from. We just mimicked what they did, you know, but we, our sound was just more aggressive. LA was more aggressive than Chicago. Chicago was prettier, kind of like what's what Tony B says. Chicago was prettier, and they were. They were prettier, better tracks, but we just, we didn't give a shit, harder. man. Yeah, give me, a, give me the most obnoxious sound <laughs> and the hardest kick, and I'll compress it even more and release it, and it... It, it still did well. People, what, 
What year did uh, Chicago start off? I would say the Hard House Chicago was like 90. From, from what I know, 94. Because Panzer Sagan was like 94, 95. And that was kind of like the real hard house coming out of Chicago. And that's from there on, it's just fucking wildfire. Uh, with with guests like you, you have an abundance of energy. It's positive <laughs> flowing. Not only that, your memory is so precise <laughs> and on point. Do you I smoke a lot of weed? It, I, it, that's incredible. I on top a of a lot of weed, bro. <laughs> 15, this guy is 15 no years yeah, old. Yeah, I fucking. I, if it wasn't for this recording, I would re, I would forget everything. But I get to relive the magic on the dot com and, and just remember everything. Yeah. But uh, see, Zach, you already tripped me up. I forgot where I was going with this. God damn you! I just appreciate everything, bro, that I've been doing. That's why it's just yeah. it's it's one of those things. Like my wife, she supported me through all this. You know, I walked away from a good job and everything, and. Wanted to. I mean, I was getting paid from a private investor, but that's right. not gonna last forever. Right. You got to start building, building, and, yeah. start doing something, or else they'd be like, "Hey, bro, I can't. What am I gonna give you money for? What are you doing with it?" Yeah. You know, so. And just like anything else, a stepping stone for the next project. Exactly. And then that's a stepping stone for the next exactly. project. And you just keep leveling up. Yes. Like exactly. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, holy but, but, shit! But shout out to all those who are uh, our rocks and support systems. <clears throat> yeah, for yes. sure, bro. For sure. Yes. I mean, I, I thank God that you know, and I, not that I like, and you mentioned it earlier, Zach, that. I don't look at myself that way, like humble or anything like that. I'm just, I'm been myself since yeah. day one. I don't try to yeah. be something I'm not. Right, right. I don't try to be this or that. If I have a better record, I have a better video, I have a better camera. Yeah. I don't try to be anything. I just, we work together, we work together. That's all I want to do is right. create positive memories and f go with the flow. Yeah. I don't want to do anything like that. I don't want to get crazy. I don't want to get have an ego or anything. I don't care about that. Yeah. Right. My purpose to do all these videos, welcome to the club especially, we put a lot of time and sweat into that. Me, Corinne, and my partner Juan, we all did a, we, we did a lot for that, and we wanted to get it right. Yeah. You know, we wanted to do it right because this was like, for me, it's my junior film. For them, it's their sophomore. Right. So I wanted to get it really as close as possible, although there's more, plenty more stories, obviously, that can be told. That's why I'm doing it in parts, because I want to go back to Hollywood later and do another story on them. Right. But that's that's basically what I want to do is just keep everybody together, have fun with it, have, have create our memories, leave our memories behind when we're long gone, because all this is going to be out in the Internet world. Yeah. Legacy shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was really excited to have you in. Um, I mean, we talked, me and Mario talk about it. He, he was real pumped about it. But for me, um, I was born in 95. Right. So I wasn't <laughs> around for any of this. But with my, my musical taste, everything goes back. Right. Everything goes back. I mean, I was a metalhead, but my, you know, my parents, you know, they they introduced me to, you know, Marvin Gaye, Stevie yeah. Wonder, nice. you know, Al Green, nice. you know. Uh, Real music. Yeah. Real music. Yeah. So I, I, I grew up with all of that stuff. And then, you know, my sister... She was uh, she, she's 11 years older than me, so I got a lot of her stuff too. Yeah, but obviously I'm all I'm tail end of everything. Yeah, you know, hand me down shit. So I I got to see it. <laughs> I got to see it, but always secondhand. Yeah, you know. So that's the thing is I, I stay up watching these these documentaries back in the day on VH1 and now it's on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, you know, because I want I, I love seeing how things came to be, where they came from, why they came from that. And this is know? the whole purpose of doing these videos. Exactly. It's not for the people that lived it. We lived it. Why am I, yeah. I going to bother bother dealing? I mean, not that, not disrespectfully, I'm saying this. They don't need to see it. Yeah, but, they were there. But Zach, you do. Yeah. You heard it. You've heard stories. You've heard, I mean, I've heard that through comments of Instagram. I've heard through messages or conversations with people that I just met that were like, like bro, I mean, I, I just missed it. I wish I was part of that. Yeah. So we did this film for 
for you guys right to see like what went on how it went on you know this the music that happened the 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 riots that were going on, the, the, the gangs that were getting into right. to the club scene, you know, right. like, that had to all of a sudden like went home and said, okay, well, I'm going to dress into, I want to look like a gangster still, but I want to look prettier now for the girls. So let me <laughs> yeah. be a rebel yeah, or, yeah. you know, something. Yeah. Let me, let me do something differently. So that's, that's, that, that's how it, that's just, it's, bro, I, I can sit here for hours and just, keep rambling about so much shit well that's the that's the reason why you're here though yeah but that's what we do it for but we do it for everyone to see that what we what went on in the 90s was real it's not just a story that you hear from other people right right shit went down the 90s hollywood was dark you know we were kids roaming the streets of hollywood back streets what the fuck are you doing back then right you know, what are we doing trouble yeah wandering i mean i'm working i'm working for power 106 for promotions we end up at the palace but then once i'm done whatever i'm doing there i take off man Walk Hollywood. I want to know the streets of Hollywood. I don't want to drive. I want to know the streets. Yeah. So I it, walk it, it's not glamorous like everybody no, like, it's not. thinks it is. So it's, like, don't come to California. It's don't not. Go to Hol- yeah. Definitely don't come to California. Like, I have cousins <laughs> from like out of state or up north. Like, oh, I want to go to Hollywood. No. no. Even more no. so now, bro. Yeah. I mean, now it's. I mean, at least back then, you still had all the historical stuff. Yeah. So there are still buildings you can see. You can see over buildings. Now everything's been blocked by tall freaking apartments or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. And, so it's a different time now for sure, but that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to do these Welcome to the Club ones. Yeah. I, f- I felt like people like Zach, like yourself, Zach, want to see this. They want to know the, the fashion, right. the music, the whatever whatever was happening at that time. Right. Which was just something that was never going to come back again because it was just so big and it, it might, because I mean that's what it, everything kind of just just rotates. Not the same. It won't no. come back the same. No, but no, the, no. just just the way just the way we did things. The way you know, even like if Corinne was here, she would tell you like the stuff that she bought for her dancers. Like she'd just right. go out to Home Depot and buy any kind of shit. Aluminum. Let's get that aluminum. Make outfits out of it. Yeah. Let's buy that tape over there and make outfits out. Make of it. Make it work. I'll cover my 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 boobs with that tape over there or something. Yeah. You know whatever. But it's just the stuff like that that we were all kids and just learning and trying to just come up with shit yeah you know like the fabulous wonder twins we say it in the movie they were wearing they were dressing like gaga before gaga i mean that's just i mean there's there's a lot of stuff that came out of the 90s that people take and they don't admit they got it from the 90s oh yeah you know there's a lot of actors that were at arena that shall rename shall uh, remain nameless because they're big actors now yeah but they grabbed it from somewhere they saw locally here yeah on the underground not publicized and then all of a sudden you want to capitalize on it i mean it's all over again right Right. (laughs) Shit. like one of the funny things is that like my experience is kind of the same as zach um i'm a a teenager of the 90s right and i totally got into the house scene when i was 14 15 years old 95 96 and the funny thing is we used to um like we started out with a small group of my friends and we would have like help on our local church and do a whole like um party thing and then at the end of the night like the, the church bought us like a whole system with like oh, nice. techniques nice. and speakers and everything. Ooh. And then at the end of the night, we would take the whole system and then we would do like the carnival for the church. And then at the end of the night, we would take everything into the hall and then we would start like our own promoting nice. parties yeah. with like house music. <laughs> and we were doing all of the like That's the way you do it. and all of the 
the the like we would even throw in some Cypress Hill sometimes in there. <laughs> yeah. But that's how we started. But my story goes back to the same like you with the house parties. My brother is totally from late eighties, nineties. Yeah. And same thing. It's like I remember being like, you know, nine, ten years old and he's throwing these house parties <laughs> in our backyard with like, you know, the whole rebel scene because that was the whole thing of that time. And Totally. I'm like just listening to you guys talk. It's like I'm sitting back with my brother and his friends. <laughs> Very cool. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's the guy. That's, that's that's the way I like to storytell. You know, yeah, I true. want to make you feel like you're there. Yeah, exactly. That's, and I go back to us taking a couple years to do this film. Welcome to the club, because again, we wanted to tell it right and storytell it right and keep yeah. you engaged. We were talking about that earlier with Sam yeah. and Gay Hayes. Like, what's the thing? We're talking about it with you. You know, right? Keep people engaged. Like, how do you do that? And we had to come up with a system that I think worked, and it did work, that we kept everyone engaged to the end of the film. Because it's just, it's it's like, it's not action, obviously, like, yeah. like an action movie, but it's nonstop action. You, yeah, know, yeah. you can't say, oh, oh, wait, I can't miss this part. So you know? so how many church party crews did you have in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I had none. All, all of them. <laughs> hey, that's my story. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's funny, Liz? I was actually talking to him earlier, and that's how I kind of started. It was through church. It was through a... Uh, someone came in, and they started talking about, like, uh, co-ops and starting a business. And so the dude's like, oh, you can do this kind of business, this kind of business, this kind of business. And we're all like, we don't want to do any of that garbage. <laughs> like, we had a DJ in the fucking group. <laughs> and the dude, the dude was just like, I was just throw parties, and they're right. like, yeah, yeah like, yeah. and the carnivals would come up. We started with the church okay. carnivals, that's and then, crazy. Yeah. And that's yeah. how and that's, it all is started. Is that where everybody starts though? Well, not use like, that. No, no, no. I did though because yeah. I started doing sound for uh, the church plays and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, all, all the yeah. Oh, that's damn. that's where I started. I was behind the <laughs> scenes. But I was the only one who could sing, so they put me on the stage, <laughs> and then I had to go back to go upstairs to go run the mains and everything. So I was oh, like, okay. "Yeah, wow!" Apparently, yes. church puts uh, everyone to work yeah. for their Lord and Savior. <laughs> no, uh, it's just they're fucking they're, they're poor and cheap. They want the kids to do everything. Yeah, that too. Well, yeah. I mean, we actually got good speakers and good, you know, a good DJ system out of it. So I don't know about how how cheap they were but definitely i mean we even charged the cover fee to get into wow. our little parties wow. that we would have right, there you go <laughs> smart did it right before it was like a thing for us and 14 yeah. 15 years old uh we've been talking so much about this uh movie and i have uh we have the trailer you Ooh. can yeah, first of all tell us where can we go see it because this movie is out now it's out now on vimeo.com forward slash welcome to the club part one and out of curiosity how many parts are you foreseen in this because i mean i don't know Ooh. you can you can do the 90s you can do the 80s you can do the yeah. 2000s you can do genres i mean you can go anywhere or or let this be a just ongoing series of your collection yeah. of work it's just picking up the finding the right areas like the next part two is going to be downtown la uh oh and there's a lot of clubs in the 90s back then there uh, and when we were talking earlier, I heard some DJ buddies of mine uh, pop up on here. So it sounds like you're going to have a lot of L.A. Yeah. bass no matter what. Yeah. I mean, that's going to yeah. be great. Uh, yeah. All uh, right. And Sam, with Sam, I mean, he's been Sam's been a big helper on Welcome to the Club as well. He's executive producer and okay. promoting on the on the Instagram page has helped us tremendously. I mean, that's, it's just big to have a page like that because it's aesthetic. It just goes hand in hand. Right. Perfectly. You know, it just goes perfect. 
So you made sure that, like, hey, fool, that didn't go down like that. Like, let me, <laughs> let me, let me get this shit right right now. Hold on. <laughs> and we're going to do an 80s one, too. House parties in the in 80s. 80s yeah. Uh-oh. And those are going to have parts. Uh, one thing I did learn today, though, uh, I thought house parties were just house parties. Like, oh, we're just going to have a party at the house. And <laughs> I didn't realize it was because of uh, you couldn't get into nightclubs. No, it was, it was. I mean, for that purpose, for a lot of, for a lot of us in East L.A., it was we couldn't get into the clubs because of our age obviously so we said all right well we're gonna make a club in our backyard and we take these big we find the biggest yards that our friends had in certain areas and throw throw a house party back there i, I can see that though because that's i mean that's what we did in playing shows my first show was at it was at my house yeah you know i'll get like the local bands you know with you know whoever was in the i don't know 10 mile radius and all the kids from the several different high schools would show up and yeah tear up the backyard and go home yeah well, no one got hurt. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, no one got hurt. I mean, we were little entrepreneurs, man. I mean, I was one of my first parties that I threw in El Sereno, a house party was for my, uh, matter of fact, she ended up being my wife, but now she's my ex-wife. <laughs> but uh, it was a party for her birthday <laughs> in October of December of 1985. I mean, charging $3 at the door, but geez, I think that made, I made like for myself that night at 15 years old, $600. Yeah. And, and I just kept on going. It was like a trillion. Oh my god! Shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Did you go buy a Rolls Royce after that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a car. Nothing. You know? yeah. I got driven there by my parent. My own party. My my mom's dropping me off. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, is this stuff like that that you learn? Like, so you, a lot of us learn that at a young age that we brought took it with us as we got older and older yeah. to do our own stuff. And I think a lot of us that did that kind of stuff in the '80s, like what I did, DJing and promoting and throwing our own parties, you learn that as you grow up and you know what you want to do. You kind of have already the sense of, of that kind of, you know, establishing what you want to do with that kind of knowledge already in you without even learning it from school. Uh-oh. We're getting phone calls coming in, guys. Uh -oh. I've been trying to play this trailer. It's not, it, five, it, five it's bucks not happening. It, five bucks says it's called for bigs. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caller, you're on pigs. What's up, Mario? It's Milo. Oh, what's up, Damn. Milo? Hey! Milo. I, you're right, How's it Zach. Going, you guys? It is going. This is for Biggs. Uh-oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Biggs. <laughs> what's well, up, Milo? First things first, I've never, I've never met um, Mike before. I never met him. Uh, throughout my days doing the music thing and all that, his name was always spoken about. It's a great, like, like uh, nothing but great things always, uh, was spoken about him. And I didn't even know these stories he was telling today. And that's pretty <laughs> impressive, man. Thank you. Pretty Thank awesome. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I just said uh, a lot of people want my story. I think you guys are the first ones that have it here. Oh, shit. Hit the button. Hit oh, the button. Hold on a second. I heard exclusive. One of my best friends is already the one at the party. I yeah. love that dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, he and he talks about you like, you know, you're, you're great and all that kind of stuff, which is awesome. I can, I can see that and listen through your stories and stuff like that. And that's awesome. Yeah, man. We already and I, we, we've been through the trenches together back. I was just telling him a story <laughs> about uh, we used to play NBA Jam. I used to get mad because Artie would beat my ass all the time in it at three in the morning, and my wife would come out of the bedroom like, "What are you guys doing? Go home already, and take Mike with you." <laughs> like, no, Artie's a great person. Artie's a great friend, man. He's one of my best friends. I mean, he's he's played Santa Claus for my kids all the years, like back in the whole '90s. Um, I was his personal DJ when he was, you know, Movela Colita Artie, and we traveled together. And yeah, he's 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 such a great person, man. And um, big. Yes, sir. You know those those songs that I use in those mixes for you? Yes, sir. I get them from that dude right next to you. 
Wow, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hey, people get music up, from man. me, man. He knows everything. He's got everything. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, uh, well, uh, a big shout-out to you, uh, uh, Brother Milo. Hey, hey, it sounds like you owe this guy money. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just he's just a good dude, man. They're, they're both good people. Like I said, I never met Mike before. Uh, Biggs, uh, he's, he runs a 90 house party. Uh, he's always generous with his. With, he's always telling me to go to his events. I just always have things going on. Uh, he's doing it for the people. Yeah, thank you. Not for the wrong reasons, because I know I've, I have other. You know, I follow other accounts too. They're just all about making money. Yeah. And you know, you can tell that, and that's not cool. Yeah. No one on my team. I don't like that. I don't like people like that on my team. I want positive people on my team, and just let's just get to work and put out some good memories. Hell yeah. That's all oh, that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. And let's get high too. Uh, <laughs> yes. we, 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 we about to. Uh, I will say though, Milo, I didn't know that you. I didn't. I didn't know that you guys weren't friends. No, we're we're Instagram friends. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're shit, Instagram man. friends. Yeah. Uh, that's really rad because Milo actually did go out of his way to make sure. Like, hey, he he reached out to me. Hi C had told me about this project because our yeah. buddy Hi C. Shout out to Hi C. I know Shout he's listening. Hi-C. Hello Hi C. Uh, What's up Hi C, brother? That's my brother. He's for, in the chat for, for many, yeah, many, chat room, many right? years. Uh, and he's on. He's he's in this. <laughs> he's, he's a good guy, man. man. I, I love Hi C, man. We go back way back, and obviously he does the eighties, the nineties, the rockiness, man. He's all over the place. And, and also, he was one of the first followers to follow uh, the page house parties in the nineties. Early back in on, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. He was the first one to send me pictures to post uh, 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 of him in the nineties when he was from the party crew and. So big shout out to High C, man. Nothing but love and respect for him too. You know what? For people who don't know, this motherfucker's has his hand on the pulse for many years. He's been always there, yes. even in the dark side, those darks. I mean, telling <laughs> me what bands are coming up. Like, hey man, this motherfucker's gonna blow up. And sure <laughs> enough, that shit does happen. And he does all the right things for the right reasons. Yeah, he, is yeah, a he, he does really it for the right dude. reasons, yeah. exactly. And uh, I don't think this guy will get enough credit in the world. Nope. This dude has an amazing family, has an amazing work ethic, yes. and there needs to be more people like him and less trash out there. Yes. So, oh, of course, bro. Shout out to High C, man. Shout out to Doing him. it all up. Loves his fucking house. Loves his 90s. Yeah. Loves everything, man. So just like Milo. Milo's a good dude. I don't yep. know Milo all that well. Uh, and I, I lie. I know Milo really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I will say that Milo doesn't come out as much. I was a like him too, but he's he's also a busy dude. He's always producing and he's moving forward. And yes. that's the way know, to do it, man. And he's having those shows under his pseudonym. Oh, it's that's no- right. I, f- I forget his pseudonym because we actually did have an interview with Milo once, and we were kind of talking all about all that stuff. And Milo, I mean, no n- no shyness to all his accolades either, being on XM uh, or Sony and all yeah. this other stuff, yeah. man. He's in so, a video yeah. game. Right. Yeah. Wait, wait, he's in a video game? He did the soundtrack for, uh, was it, you said, fall- was it Fallout? Yeah. That's dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's uh, I thought, shit you, right I thought you meant like he was in a video game. Like, holy <laughs> shit, like that too? <laughs> like, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and you know, people like 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 even like Milo, they don't even talk about their stuff uh and at all. Yeah. You know, bro. like I mean, we don't Milo, need it. If, we, if we do good shit, bro, we do good shit. I mean, if people like it and they love it, they love it. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go out there and be like, Oh, my shit is dope. Right. Oh, I like it. Oh, cause it's dope, because I did it. No, I don't I'm not like that. We, I just do it just you to know, do one, it. One thing that Artie taught me was he goes, you know, you should never talk about yourself. Because I used to like, you know, because I, I didn't know that much, you know. I was just like, you know, I got this coming out, blah, blah. And he goes, dude, you should never talk about yourself. Yeah, just just do and it. I'm like, all right, I get that. You know, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then listening to all his, his friends, all his friends were praising him. Yeah. 
none of my friends were doing that for me. So I'm like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're just, you're just hanging around the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. No, but hey, guys, I got to get going. I'm at my Vivida Loca at Fullerton. I got to get back on the turntable. Right on, brother. I wanted to call because I had to call you guys. <laughs> right on, man. All all right, thank you very much. We thank appreciate you. you so much, dude. Thank yes, you. All right, guys. All right, brother. Have a good night. All right, guys. Uh, I would say let's take a break, uh, but I mean, I really want to get to this trailer. You guys want to check this trailer out? Really yeah, quick? let's let's Go get this quick it, taste. All right, uh, Liz, I'm gonna try to share my screen so you can check it out. But uh, guys, welcome to the club trailer part one. Get it on Venmeo right now. But mm -hmm. let me uh, tantalize you really quick. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the underground parties called raves. They are sweeping throughout Southern California, a phenomenon attracting thousands of young people. Many times they are illegal. They're illegal to run, and drug use is often common. Well, the 50s brought us rock and roll, of course. In the 70s, it was something called disco. And now there's a new trend called the beat, beat, beat. And it's sweeping the teenage music front. The 90s, our culture was changing. The 1990s, it meant discovery. It looks like a lot of very, very young individuals. The 90s for me were freedom, whatever we felt like doing that day or night. between the drug use between the raves and the clubs was when you're having the ecstasy, the acid, the shrooms. It was saturated. Like, it's one thing to go out and do what you're going to do and dance and have a good time. Like those kids on ecstasy, next to the speaker, feeling those vibrations. We would use drugs to stay awake. You don't want more because of the drug. You want more because it just opened the floodgates of that fun world. Sensory overload. Like there was something bigger for us out there. It was the beginning to something even bigger. The culture and the scene in the mid-90s was just amazing. I mean, you had all walks of life. Brown, black, white, Asian, you name it. Everybody was just out to have a good time. I mean, the clubs were just packed. Music was just incredible. The biggest thing about our night was what we would wear. We would go shopping either on Melrose. We would go to the thrift shop. Where I would just go buy leather and plastic and vinyl and paint whatever I could or, you know, reflector stuff. I just remember like the fashion just being as wild as it can possibly get. that since it got released <laughs> so good no just kidding <laughs> i just saw people in the trailer that i haven't seen in years See? right there i told you if you watch wow. this you're gonna cry 
because they made the ending of this film made me cry. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it. I think my partner is the same way. I think when we did that ending, we we really like finalized it. And we all watched it. and We're like, wow, this really like we all were quiet for a while. We're like, wow, this is like, like when it hits you, when something like that hits you, you like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is how it's gonna stay because this, this is, is it. it. This is this is this is what I want it to be. Yeah, yeah. It gives me the chill still sometimes. Yeah, just to seeing some of those pictures, I'm like, yo, I, w- I was actually <laughs> you there. were there. I was there at that yeah. party. Yeah, I'm sure you were there, bro. Yeah, I'm sure you were there. That's why you're gonna be in part two. Oh, <laughs> exclusive. We gotta, hey. we gotta have Hayes in part two, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you. I, you know, because I came from more of like a, a metal background. Right. Um, me too, bro. Molly Crew was my my group. Okay, until. The DJ, I mean, I still yeah, yeah. listen to Molly, but right, Molly right. Crew's my group, man. With, with everything that was in there, you know, the, the fashion and just the attitude and how everything looked, um, how much, like, crossed over from, like, the new metal and industrial scene with, like, uh, that style, like, with the clothing and the music and everything? What do you mean? Say, say it again? Like, with, the, with, you know, industrial metal and then you got uh, new metal all coming out around the 90s. right. You know how how much did that cross over? Oh, cross over into that. Okay. Yeah. I don't. You know, honestly, that where we where we went, it was just more banging house music. Right. You know, it was there was a little bit of deep house at the Florentine Gardens because uh-huh. it was a little deeper there at nighttime. Arena was more just 135 beats per minute. Right. All night. But you I mean, didn't see you see the, the same kids at the same shows. You or? would not see the same kids at the same shows. No, no, they didn't cross over. Yeah. No, not that much. No, I mean maybe here and there at other clubs might have, but no. Because I, I could I could see some like like similar style at least with with the fashion of it. Later in 2000, like the 2000s with DJ Vice and all those guys mm-hmm. and AM, yes, it did cross over into those clubs because now they were doing the open format, so they can have that kind of vibe in there because it didn't matter. Well, they had that vibe, and then after that, you know, here comes fucking Al Cool J or whoever. Right, right. You know, so it was a little, that at that time. So that, yes, later after the 90s or late 90s and 2000s, yes, that was a kind of, there was crossovers like that everywhere. Dragonfly, Garden of Eden. Okay. Yes, but not not in our era. Not right, the right. mid-90s was just strictly. You were in your scene, and that was that it. That was it. Yeah. Three, four clubs in Hollywood that we just walked around in or drove to, and that yeah. was really it, bro. Okay. Yeah, that was really it. Good question, though. Yeah, I was, I, I, I had, you had me thinking. I was like, wait a minute. Did like, wait, reword that <laughs> again? Yeah, yeah, I don't know where you're going with that either. <laughs> but no, I see I what you're saying, though. But I think I can see where Zach is coming from because, it, like, the whole industrial scene of, like, the same type of, like, bass beats into the music that, yeah. you know, like, house hat and deep house hat and then the, the fashion with, like, you know, like, kind of like the bondage look. Correct, yeah. Like the Excalibur that, dancers. You know, ties back to the yeah. industrial and, and all of that from yeah. the 90s. And I think that's where Zach is making the yeah. connection. But I could totally see that. I, I think, think the, you know what, honestly, now that, you, now that you say that, Liz, I think maybe the early 90s was like that with the rave scene. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where it crossed over. And right, then right. it finally crossed over to more techno, more techno hardcore. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it was a prequel to what we had. Right. And then later in the 2000s, it came back again a different way. Right. But it came back with open format. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like, like I said, I, was, I wasn't there. But, you know, seeing videos like that and whatnot. Right. But also within film, um, something that, that 
that makes me think of is is the Matrix. Right. Uh, I think it was the second one reloaded. They they go into the club and you know they have to give up their weapons, but they right. still go in with the weapons and everyone is in like like bondage. Right. And, and like stuff Blade. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Blade. Right. Exactly. That's the dopest scene I've like in any club movie. Yeah. Or club scene. To this day. To this day, yeah. I've never and, seen a club scene like that. And when that track fucking drops <laughs> in that motherfucker. I'm Bro, like, we got that track for Welcome to the Club. It's in there. Oh, no shit. Yeah, the first, break of, the first break of the club scene we show, we come out with the pump panel, and then at the end, we come out. Yeah, the owner of that Good song shit. was overseas. He actually was, was kind enough to give us a lot of his tracks. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Do we have a guest next week? Uh, uh, sure, yes. Yes? Yes. No. Random question right now. We, you know, we could we could get a, a a bar or something, have a viewing party. Uh, oh, who? A viewing party. Oh, a viewing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know where you're going with that, but yeah, okay, have, yeah, have viewing party. About it. Yeah. 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 What kind of you? <laughs> Out of nowhere. I know. <laughs> exactly. Have everybody come through. Why not? <laughs> I think you guys. Are, I think through. you guys watch it. You enjoy it, man. I think it's. it's no, uh, I can already tell you. It's it's on my this week. I finally cleared up my schedule where I got a little bit of uh, I need to be home for a whole entire week. So uh, I'll I, send you the code again. We'll try it again. All right. Fuck yeah. Even though I'll fucking buy that motherfucker. But my goal <laughs> is to fucking watch it this week. Cause, Support the homies. Yeah. Straight up, dude. I mean, uh, I, I lived it from afar. Being at some of these things, not so right. much into the hardcore scene. Like, you know. But around it, the house party stuff. Right. Growing up in 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 the in the late nineties, kind of getting into the club scenes, like yeah. by the early two thousands. But then at that point, it's the alternative era. This is the 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 beginning of the indie stuff. So like yeah. you know, th- things started changing. It's changing but, quick but, too. Yeah. So yeah. L A L A started becoming L A. But then you know whatever the fuck it is now. So, but, <laughs> but at that time, it was this whole different like movement and scene and. Absolutely. Just like now. Now it's way different. Now the this is a dark post-punk scene that is yeah. just a wave of new bands and all of a sudden popularity and all because of the pandemic and yeah. Spotify. People had mm. enough time to stay home. Like, what the fuck am I going to do all day? Yeah. Well, listen to music and Spotify just yeah. blew open some fucking doors for a lot of people <laughs> here. And holy shit, has it been just... And we live in the biggest, the second market in the country. The biggest second market in the country besides New York is first. So ah, yeah, we have a lot of it, it, we have a lot of moving parts in both cities. Yeah. That just move, move, move. New York store number one over LA? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. We're number one market. We're number two. Bullshit. Yeah. Who's number three? You know, I think number three is I wanna say San Francisco, but I think it's Miami. Well, fuck both of them, because we're still <laughs> number two and shit. <laughs> when I was in radio, I knew all that stuff, but yeah. Uh, logistics. <laughs> so now that we know there's a part two coming out, yeah. and Hayes is gonna be on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, uh, what's what's what do you think that's gonna be? You're telling us story this story now, and obviously we're gonna watch the movie. What do we should be expecting for part two? I think part two is gonna be we're gonna we, we, we like the way we like how we came out with part one, how we structured it. We want to keep that same structure for for all of them. But part two will be out of downtown L.A., and I think the, the biggest thing is going to be talking about Glan Slam with Prince owned the club during the early 90s, getting into that story. It was at the building here in L.A.? Yeah, in the corner. Woo, 
the three 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 Boylston. Yes, Boylston. Yeah. I ran uh, my club Fun City out of there for about a year. There you go. And, you know it. Uh, yeah, I ran out of two different rooms. We're gonna that, have to interview you. Yeah, baby. Another exclusive. Yeah, man. That was that was some wild time. Uh, yeah. I through one of the promoters or bookers that I was dealing with from uh, Los Globos. He got me with the owner and got me locked in I got the gold yeah. room for a little bit and then I swapped over to the other side and that's that awesome bro and then I heard like Prince owned it like holy yeah. shit bro that dude way. you would be sitting like this you and I talking having a beer and he'd be like just well, walking by walking right by and I tell people stories like that all the time like no you didn't like, the, yeah you just be there the basement was like an yes. actual like hotel almost yeah, converted like dude. multiple rooms crazy right and, like like oh shit! Like Prince fucked in all these rooms and does a weird shit easily. Yeah, dude, I mean like, that place has so many hidden rooms and yeah, doors, bro. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It, it's a little spooky. Not gonna lie, it's <laughs> a little spooky. And the oh, like when you stand outside on the on, on the smoking patio overlooking LA. Yes, it's the most fucking beautiful like, thing because you're. Yes. I, I'm used to being on the opposite side of the freeway looking in. Now you're like. <laughs> Someone like, sent me a picture a few days ago. Some random person emailed me a picture. She took from the inside looking to downtown at night. Oh, so wow. I was like, wow. I, I know I probably have a trillion of those. I will find them. Find and them, I, and please. I will, and I will send them to you. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, we ran a year there, and it was this uh, 80s new wave rock and Espanol That's awesome. that I did, and we always had live bands, and it was something else in there. And oh, like, bro, it's an amazing in there. I mean, yeah. people only could, like, again, goes back to the stories. Like, they've, never, they've heard of it, but never been in there. It's mm. one of those places that was amazing to walk into. Not only that, uh, just uh, obviously after Prince owned it, the, so whoever owned it uh, after that, I forget the gentleman's name off the top of my head. It was a... Uh, I forget. Was now. it the Navy guy that started tattoo? No, no. So uh, many people owned it after. Oh that. shit! Yeah. No, it, it was a uh, fuck. Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, I can't remember your name. It doesn't matter. You probably know you're listening. Ricky Martin shot his video in there. La uh, Vida Loca. Uh, I was gonna say a lot of filming and shit. Yes. Uh, uh, I know they filmed like a bunch of Power Ranger stuff on the outside, like film stuff. <laughs> a lot of fucking. Nine oh two one zero was filmed inside there. Dude, the so restaurant part. Things, so Damn. many things, man. <laughs> no, that building. That building has some magic, and it sucks that I no one owns it or it's on for sale. Right or? now, it's. I think it's called Live. I think. No, it was three 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 Live. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, right, right, right. Done. Oh, okay, it's empty then. That bro. was that it's was gotta the, be empty. No, then. yeah, that so was the owner empty. that I knew. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's so, got to be empty by now, still. Yeah. So I'm surprised the studios next door haven't haven't bought it, right? I, LA Center Studios. They should have. They, I mean, they bought everything else up. I mean, just but to that. have real estate. I mean, I don't. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> motherfucker was expensive too. Oh, bro. Imagine we're okay, we're talking about one club. That one, and part two is supposed to be that, Fantasia, Variety Art Center, the Casa. Wow. Stock Exchange, the Continental. Damn, all the fucking places. Oh, Alexandria Hotel. Hey, Stock Exchange is still going on, right? Yeah, yeah. it's still going on. Fuck, that's yeah, bro. Time. But uh, so it's we're gonna talk time. about all those clubs. Same thing as the first one. It's gonna be about those clubs. So we're gonna find several people, you know, with interesting stories to talk about those clubs. So as you're pulling these stories and your resources, are you finding yeah. yourself that, like, is most of your information and everything you remember pretty on point? Or are you hearing, like, hey, man, like, this is the way it, it really went? Or were, you know, has some of your envisionments or stories have to change because of uh, outside perspectives? Some, some people, yes. Well, actually, my partners, like Corinne, she, some things that I would put together, and then she'd be like, no, 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 it was this way. This is the way it happened. So she would always correct me in a lot of stuff because they, she, they were the dancers, Excalibur dancers, so they knew a lot. 
And so she would correct me on a lot of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was between us. No, I don't think we ever got anyone from outside. Again, that's why it took us so long, because we wanted to get it right. And if we did, if we did have to mention something, we would call someone and say, we call three, Check four people. Re- Check reference. Yes. You know, we get three, four people saying, yeah, okay, we got it right. So I don't know if I caught it. How long were you working on this project for? Um, almost two years. A year okay. of interviews, you know, cancellations here and there, and, you know, just different times, different things. I was, uh, I was doing other stuff, too. That's not so. too bad. No, it really no, isn't. Bad. I was working for production companies, too, at the same time, right. in the beginning of it, and then I had to step away from that. Yeah. It was either work, keep working production or dedicate myself to this project. You can't do both. It's, too, yeah. it's impossible being married right. and being married with kids, with, with dogs now. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, I like to be with my dogs on the couch, so. <laughs> That's a lot of plates to be spinning and make yeah. sure nothing starts wobbling. Exactly. Uh, when you went into this project, where, where did you, where do you even get the idea of where to fucking even start? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, that's... Uh, well, he had, he had this brewing since since uh, since it happened. No, yeah. no, it's no, true. But I mean, but like to start it up, like, like to get like it going. Where like okay, my first person is gonna be this. My first scene is gonna be this. Like yeah. there's, dude, that, it's such a, a fucking mind blowing of a fucking explosion of it like is. you can go anywhere and just dive into that one little thing and then it'd be its own fucking movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, this is only the this is about nineteen. This is ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. Really, kind of. Just, Three that's really years. It. Yeah, that's really it. But it was a lot to put together. Right, right. right. But it was like to to your uh, question and answer is having having two other partners when you have three people like that consistently working and thinking of stuff. It helps. Right. Yeah. Doing it by yourself, like I did the Hard House one by myself. It could have came out a lot better, I think, if I would have had other heads in there. But I did it by myself because I knew I knew the I know the genre. I knew the people. I knew all that. But there's always different different ideas from other people and that's one thing that that's kind of like the mistake that i took like i should have brought in someone for that but moving forward i won't do that again now that the movie's out we live in this digital world we're talking about the 90s yeah any way we can get this in maybe a theater here in la maybe we can get some fucking promoters back it up let's bring our friends out let's get a party yeah. going yeah. i don't know i mean right I, now I we're, said we're this and you shot it down wait wait, wait what <laughs> viewing party bro i said this shit oh but you didn't say like how i said it so, <laughs> so it's my idea yeah. <laughs> hey, i'm talking about like an actual like movie theater like a release like like a like an event, not, not just like, hey, let's invite everyone to fucking Zach's house and fucking for popcorn and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty size, pretty good size club. We can do that. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, it's possible. IMAX. Ace, it is possible. The Ace Theater, yeah. or fucking have a rooftop party right after Wad. Hell yeah, have a uh, Bigs it's up a good there idea. with fucking with a uh, house party uh, yeah. in, in the nineties. Yes, sir. Yeah, see, woo, party points are getting fucking bullshit. I think part yeah. two would be. I think it'd be good for part two because we could probably go to downtown LA in the parking lot with the big jumble screen. There Damn. you go. That would be good, and right? Have some, have some live DJs. Have some live DJs. High C, bringing it back, motherfucker. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. DJ no, for Hayes. sure. Let me, yeah, live it, be fun. let me live it up. Let me live it up. It'll be uh, Zach's first ever true like '90s house house party. There yeah, yeah. Uh. I think part two is gonna be interesting, man. I think it's gonna be good. Another club I forgot to mention was uh, Shark Club Grand Avenue. Oh, remember, wow. remember that one? I don't think I ever went to Myron's that. Ballroom. It's called Myron's and then Shark Club and then Grand Avenue and then Purple Shield had their thing, their event I remember, there. I, oh, oh yeah. Oh Grand Avenue, same spot. Great, yeah. Okay, then yes. Yeah. When it was Grand Avenue. Yeah, when it was yeah, Grand yeah, Avenue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 it, this one's gonna be a little task, but I think uh, again with my right with my partners, I think we'll get it done right. Nice. 
Let, hey, let me. Let me. Let, oh, go ahead. I'll say, so when you were doing this, I'm sure it's a little sad because I'm sad who uh, I've been traveling for all these shows, rock shows, punk shows, whatever, between nightclubs to see all these nightclubs and all these venues go away. Right. And you went through almost everything. And I don't think there's hardly anything left other than uh, the Fonda, maybe, if that's even a thing. I mean, (laughs) Bordner's in Hollywood. Bordner's in Hollywood. uh, The Avalon. Uh, everything else is, has been gone. The world, uh, even the House of Blues wow. out there. House of Blues is gone. I mean, uh, Florentine's still there because they made it a historical landmark. But Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Knitting Factory's making a comeback. <laughs> really? Yeah. No way. Okay. That uh, that was a nice big venue with, uh, I think, two rooms and in Hollywood that kind of like just went away. Safari Sam's is gone. Uh, was the airliner a thing back then? I don't know. No. There was a club where Jimmy Kimmel... Has a show? Mm-hmm. We, I used to DJ in there. Okay. In the 80s, it was a club. That was the... It was details. Uh, it's actually club a Masonic details. temple, but in your time, that's where they used to do Water the Bush. Yes, yes. And the Red Zone. The Red Zone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. I mean, I tell people that all the time. Like, oh, I DJ with Jimmy Kimmel. Is, what? How? When? Like, oh, a long time ago. Yeah. 80s, when it was nothing. When you were long supposed to be in Hollywood. Right. At 14 years old. Right, <laughs> 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 That's wild. <laughs> So tell us again, where should we be going for this movie? Where can we follow you for any new projects? Because it sounds like you got a lot of things going on. So. I have a lot of things going on, man. A lot. But uh, the, the movie could be at Vimeo.com forward slash Welcome to the Club Part 1. Um, you can follow me at Instagram, Mike Flores, or Mike underscore Flores and on Instagram, or Media underscore Circus at Instagram as well. And Mr. Biggs, once again, where can we follow you in all your projects? Uh, on house parties uh, in the 90s, on Instagram, Twitch, uh, TikTok, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, we're actually celebrating our fifth anniversary. Talk about it. Saturday, November the 19th at Sage in Whittier. Hey. And uh, that's where Mike Flotis is going to get on the turntables. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. 22 years, 22 years later. 22 years later, so he's going to get on there. And we would like to uh, uh, formally invite you guys. Oh, uh, hell yeah. I can can walk there from my house, bro. (laughs) And it's going to be exciting. It's five years in the making, man. Uh, I I put in hours and time. A lot of time. But I, I, you know, I do it as uh, like Mike does it. We do it for the culture, to keep the culture alive, nothing else. We want people to reminisce because we can never get that era back. Right. But we can sure reminisce with people that lived it. Yeah. And for the, you know, for the future people that that, that heard about it but never lived it. And just by being around the, the legends yeah. and, and watching the page, you'll see pictures, you'll see video clips. Hell yeah. So it's a, it, uh, you know, I, I love what I do, man, and I do it for the culture. There we go. Uh, the right way. Do it the right yeah. way. Yes, Absolutely. Yes, and a, and if you're in a promoter who's trying to do it for this for money, I mean you're in the wrong fucking yeah. industry because there's ain't no real money in this fucking no. game. No. Like even the yeah, hip, you, even you, in the hip hop promoting side. Like, yeah, yeah. It has to come from your heart and yeah. it has to come naturally too, man. So a big shout out to the house parties in the nineties family, man. I love you all and Mike Flores and DJ Hayes. It's an honor to see you, man. Really, <laughs> really an honor, man, because. Uh, you know, I, I, li- I listen to his music, too, so. Hayes is a legend, man. I mean, Hayes is a legend. I mean, one of he the aight. biggest records in the 90s. He aight. He aight. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us where, I mean, with with what you've done, how how did this friendship even begin? How do you guys even, like, obviously, oh, wow. it, it, 
from back then to now. I mean, maybe Mike can tell that story better how we first met. God, man, I can't. I mean, it's just one of those. We just, we just met because it was just we were all in the same scene. Yeah. It's just knowing each other. Just it wasn't about like, hey, who's that dude? Or it's just like yeah. we're all here. Hey, what's up, bro? And yeah. then from there on, it's just continue, 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 continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, re- I remember one of our stories. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I remember clearly. We were at the casa. <laughs> Uh-huh. Miranda was performing there, but you and I were in the parking lot behind the casa, and we were getting just, we were, <laughs> bro, I don't even know, I don't think I went back in, I got in my car and went home, because I was just blitzed. Out. Yeah. Done. I went outside just to hang out, and we were in the back oh, parking lot man. just smoking and drinking, smoking, I was like, bro, I'm out of here, man, I can't. Dude. You're talking about in the 90s, The too. 90s, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. Miranda wow. Was, it was late 90s. Wow. Is that in the movie? No. <laughs> Part two, you never know. All right, all right. Yeah. Wait, wait oh, for yeah. the uncut version. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been uh, I've been DJing since uh, long time, my whole life. You know, I was a, I used to be called Hamburger Helper. I used to DJ at K Day. Okay. Saturday Saturday night show, high energy mixers. So I just always been into DJs, and I love checking out other DJs what they play, how they do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time the 90s came around, like, uh, I'm also a B-boy from uh, Air Force Crew. So, you know, I stay in tune with the dancing. I, my whole thing is like, oh, what's that music? How do you guys dance to that? <laughs> you guys want to battle? It's all about battling, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm a DJ, I'm a battle, I'm a, uh, I'm, you know, an MC and everything. So I just loved it all. And by the time the 90s came around, you know, uh, I already knew Richard from the from the scene. You know, playing out in the scene and everything. And I um, I got I got hooked up with this label called Sunshine. And uh, long story short, Richard and and AJ they came up with the music for Jump. And they someone said let Hayes listen to it. I listened to it. I dropped my flavor on it. And they were like, man, you guys should be like you guys should be like a be- a group or whatever. <laughs> so we kind of got the group together, and we started doing some shows, and it was a rap. We came out with Jump Motherfucker. Number one record, right, yeah. for a minute. Yeah, it was, like, just, just killing the underground. So that was, like, in we dropped that, like, in 91. However, yeah. the record was so hot, they're like, yo, you got to make a radio version. <laughs> so that's when we came with the Jump Everybody mix. You know what I'm saying? And the rest is his, history, 92. Wow. Went from Jump Motherfucker to Jump Everybody. Bro, for the, for the last... <laughs> it's radio, for, for, for nearly 30 years, you can hear Hayes' voice in NBA games. Oh, yeah. Right before right. they jumped the ball. Are you ready? Yeah. I mean, bro. Wow. How crazy is that? that? That's who I'm so, sitting next yeah. to? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy, bro. <laughs> I remember one time we were listening. We were at. I was at home. You were at home, obviously, and... I was watching TV and Hayes calls me and says, "Bro, I think you're, we're talking about the T-Mobile commercial. Oh, Remember right. that? Yeah. And you put your voice in there for like yeah. a like less like a like five tenths of a second, but we heard it. Yeah, yeah. And then they took down the commercial because we they, they started K's and AJ started calling like, "Yo, yo, yo!" And they took down the commercial. Oh That's yeah, right. Get your fucking yeah, yeah bro. Get your money, fuck, dude. And, we still didn't get paid off of that one, but because the NBA yeah. took the NBA took care of you guys, right? Yeah, NBA at first did, they yeah. didn't, but yeah, Walter. Made that happen, yeah, right? People were calling like, "Yo, I heard your voice." Yeah. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, it's so crazy, bro. We called Walter, and he's like, "You know, send me a clip or something." They looked into it, and they made some kind of settlement or whatever. So to this day, now, they still use it, bro. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. 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 
Yeah. And, it's, and it's so crazy that, like, anyone, if you're not paying attention, they are so fast to take advantage. Oh, yeah. Not get paid, look yeah. the other mm-hmm. way. I yeah. mean, it seems like an ongoing thing that we keep talking about. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit in the beginning. Right. Uh, how, I mean, especially now in the 90s, how do you keep moving forward with with the vision, with the goal, like, especially dealing with, like, a bunch of, like, crazy shit like that? <laughs> Well, I just I just try to stay magical my whole life since since the '80s, bro. I just always try to stay magical and and have passion for you know the music. Like I'm a member of the Universal Zulu Nation as well, so we just travel the whole world looking for the perfect beat. Who got the beats? You know what I'm saying? I want to go get some beats from you. Get some beats from you, because next time I see you, I'm gonna be like, Yo, remember that one record you played? Look at what I got. And you're going to be like, oh, that's nothing. I got these. <laughs> and then we, we keep going higher and higher. So I always just love that. I always love that. Like, I always love, like, going to, to a club and hearing the other DJ playing. Like, yo, that was dope how he did this or how he did that. I got to have something for that next time I see him, you know. It was very competitive, and I just love that whole thing. Yeah. Till, till the day, <laughs> that just keeps me in it, you know. It keeps me going every day. That's why I'll never stop being into music, you know what I'm saying. It's crazy that the game doesn't change. No, you know? it doesn't. Because, like, I can say the same thing. You know, come, like I said, uh, coming out of, like, high school and playing with all those bands, I was a senior, and there was this this this, uh, this band. These guys were, like, two years younger than me. I, I, I'll always say who it was. A band called Severator, thrash band out of Santa Fe High School. Ray De Leon, that dude could fucking rip on the guitar. He, Like I said, he was two years younger than me. They already put out an album, and he was writing shit that was heavier and faster than me. Wow. And I was like, I got to do that. I got to write something that's better. And it's just like riff after riff. It's just like, like, like I said, heavier and faster. But then it's, the next time I see them, they put out another song. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't keep up with this, dude. It's, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Especially these days, you got to just move. Yeah. Because if you're not doing it, the next guy's going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. That's 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 one of the things that I want to do these films. I was like, I'm surprised someone's someone hasn't come out with something with what we've been doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one's really done this history yet. Yeah. You know, maybe at some point they will, but I th- I think it's important that you guys are doing it because like if you like like you said if you weren't doing it, it would be like a documentarian or or, or, yeah. or a fan, which would you would, have to would live a, it to yeah. tell it. That would be a good perspective, but the fact that you guys were the ones in it, you yeah. guys were in the shit, you guys were doing it, you know, yeah. especially coming out, uh, you know, being 14 years old and being in all these big clubs and, yeah. you know, that's that's different. Getting to know everyone before they were famous. Yeah. You know, people yeah. like Egyptian Lover, Dr. Dre, the Arabian Prince. Yeah. LA Dream Team, you know, all the guys from South Central. I mean, knowing those guys back then as a kid, it was great because it was like, they're my mentors. Right, right. Tony G. I mean, that guy, <laughs> just listening to him every weekend in my home, Recording a, recording a tape just so I can mimic his scratches. I mean, that, to this day, he's still a mentor. Tony G's like the mentor of LA. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, if, it, if there's someone, if there's anything, anything different, I mean, prove me wrong, but I think Tony G is the guy of LA first. For me, he is. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that guy was doing shit when I was 12 years old, cutting it up at our, at our school. Well, I mean, it's, that was one of my dreams right there to be on the turntables and Tony come over and want to. Let me scratch on your set. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. was, like, <laughs> and, 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 and what does that happen where another guy who does what you do comes over and stands next to you, like, let me get some. Yeah. yeah. And you have to let him get some, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, go for it, man. Go, go ahead. Get it. You know? I mean, we're surrounded, I mean, I think us growing up in this era, 
right? I mean, I think we were surrounded by great talent people oh, yeah. that became our mentors. We wanted to do what they were doing. Mm-hmm. That's what, for me, as yeah, as far as me, I mean, that's I looked up to everyone, everyone, no yeah. matter who it was. But I always just pay. The, the thing with me is I always pay attention. I always pay attention. I don't just if I'm standing at a, if, if I'm holding up the wall at a club is because I'm my brain is working, yeah. taking it all in. Yeah, I'm not just because I'm just there. I'm no, I'm I'm just you know observing. Yeah, lights. What's next? What's looking? What's the trend? What are people doing? What drugs are they on? Where the exits? Right. Uh, who didn't get in? Who got kicked out? Yeah, there's a lot of shit going there's on. There's a lot of stuff lot going on. Yeah, I, so. I think we, we lost that, though. You know, cause oh, for we, sure. You know, that you with everything that you're saying, yeah. you, you had a mentor. You had someone to pass things down to you. Yeah. People got stingy. Yeah. You know, it's it's like not everyone, like that anymore. Yeah, no. everyone got scared that if I give this to someone else, yeah. they're going to take my thing. Right. Oh, you yeah. know, but that's not the thing. If you're good at it, you're doing your thing. You're one. You're going to be the OG. You're you're going to be the one that everyone looks up to and will give credit to. Right. And you will create something of, of a legacy for yourself. Yeah. You know. But if you're holding all this information, and you're not passing anything on. You're you're going to be seen, seen as that. Absolutely, you know? bro. My '90s family, dance music, house music, hip hop, R and B, whatever it is, whatever it may be. But my whole '90s family, we're a different crop. Yeah. Completely. There's no batch of us ever going to exist again this just won't yeah i mean they can you can be it you can be close to it but we we just we're, we're the type of people that just love to give yeah you know yeah you got to pay your bills you got to get paid something right we're not asking for millions of dollars we just right. we want to live survive have a great time love my wife love my my dogs and move on and that's it make great fun films yeah nothing hard about that right you know but you know you got the other flip side the darker side where people just hate on you for no apparent reason because you're doing it yeah you know you're doing it's you mike flores is doing it so fuck that dude that's just the way they think yeah, he might, you know, he might like, be better than us like what did i do to you i've never been like anything other than who i am to anybody yeah so when i get weird comments on instagram or something i'm like wow it's weird why would he say that yeah mm. like, all right cool Whatever, Fuck I just them trolls. I just yeah, I just bro, <laughs> I just move on, bro. I move on. Like, okay, you must be unhappy. Sorry. Yeah. Block. Bye. I don't. I don't have time for that no more, man. You know, I'm really fifty three years old. Really don't. I'm fifty three, yeah. and I just you know like Hayes, Sam, my partners, and everyone surrounding me. I, it's all positive vibes. Every every producer on the film on Media Circus is who I handpicked because I want to feel comfortable and trust, and I could trust them. Yeah. Work with hard working people that care yeah. about what they do. Exactly. You know, so, uh, speaking of trolls, uh, we're missing a piggy here today. Yeah, oh, we yeah? are missing a pig. E- Evil Noriega. He's actually in the chat right now. I see him. He's in the. He's Where's Liz? Working. Liz is quiet. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry. We keep forgetting about Liz. She's just sitting there. Hi, Liz. <laughs> I know. She's, she's been fangirling, uh, fangirling out the whole entire time. Yeah. She wanted to be here. She just was, she didn't want to sneeze on anybody. No. Ask him about Baja Sundays. That's what I was. That's what we were. I was trying they were to get trying to. Trying to go with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. What What is Baja Sundays? I mean, if there if he's uh, if Evo Noriega is asking about Baja Sundays in the nineties, that was like that was I was on Power One Hundred Six at that time. So we would go down there a lot for John Pena. Those guys would be throwing those parties down there. But I only went a few times because, and I'll tell you a quick story on one of the times that it was me, Big Boy, DJ Ray, Sean Juan, and a couple other heads. We, were, we had just gotten to Rosarito Beach. We had just put our bags in the room. We had just done everything and got there comfortable, got there on time. And, you know, when shit like that happens, 
you know something's gonna go wrong because it's just too perfect. We're walking, everyone's walking on Rosarito, both sides, whatever, and all of a sudden we're walking into this big pack and we're looking and we're getting closer. There's these girls that live out there, these cholas that live there in Rosarito that were just walking around slicing everyone's face, women, girls' faces with, with, with blades. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was, bro, we turned around, got our shit from the room, got in the car and went back, came back to LA. We're like, that's it. Hey, we ain't staying down there. They were literally walking around cutting girls' faces. Fuck. Yeah, bro. That was one of the. That's one of the Baja Sundays, Noriega. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that was a story you're looking for. Jeez, but I mean, yeah. overall, besides Christ. that incident, there was. Uh, yeah, we've had some good Baja Sundays down there with John Pena and the crew and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it was always good down there. Besides yeah. that incident, it was always. That's wild. It was always good. Yeah, yeah. it was always good. Uh, wasn't there just a recently uh, something like that that was happening? Someone was getting stabbed for no reason oh out in God. Vegas, right? I think it was. Like, oh, yeah, Vegas some random dude. Uh, some yeah. random dude was stabbing people just walking yeah. around. It's crazy times, bro. Crazy I, times. I mean, hasn't like, it always been crazy? Yeah. Not like now. <laughs> like, gr growing up and being in these house parties, there were no cell phones. There was no... Nothing. You know, in order to find a fucking party, you needed to call a number. You needed to get yeah. a flyer. You yeah. needed to know somebody yeah. who knew somebody that was underground. Like, yeah. what kind of shit was popping off back then? You, you think that today is now versus fucking what the shit was going on back then? I never had an incident back then like that. Okay. I mean, if there was blows, it was blows. Right. That yeah. was it. Especially in the 80s. Like, if you didn't, for some reason, I don't even, you know what, you think about it, like, why didn't we get along? It's like, I don't know. I don't know either. All right. Because a lot of the guys that, we, that I fought, we're friends now as men and fathers and stuff. You know, we yeah. became friends later. But it's just back then, it was like, once you finish, if whoever, it didn't, didn't matter who won or lost, you just shake hands. And it's over. Go back to disco dancing. That was it. Go back in the circle. <laughs> but then the 90s came. And the 90s came and that kind of. It had its own structure. Yeah. But like I said, when we, we were speaking earlier, we were a product of our own environment. So mm -hmm. a lot of the house parties were done in the hood. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the cats that weren't in the hood, you know, from a gang in the hood would throw these parties, but the hood was involved. Yeah. And if you didn't respect the fact that that was their hood, then there would be problems. So, you know, we became a product of our own environment and violence with violence. And so, yeah. But it was structured. There was discipline somewhat. Yeah. And then, well, there was a lot of party crews involved in that time yeah, too. Yeah, well, right? the, the party, you know, the party crews, clicks and things like that. The party crews came in, you know, because uh, when house the house parties originally when they started, there was no party crews. Rebels came in a little bit afterwards, but the greasers were the ones who actually started with the Levi's and the white yeah. shirts, and they would put the Marlboro cigarettes <laughs> on the side, yeah. mm -hmm. slick their hair back. So they were the first ones to really come out before the rebels. Rebels came in a little bit later, and they exploded when they started doing the rebel bouts uh, back in 97, 98, 99. What is Rebels? Are like a, were they a crew? Or? No, well, they had their own little pockets, and they would mostly wear Harley boots, the yeah. Levi's, the Harley, uh, you know, Harley Davidson. Yeah, the 501s. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and the chains yeah. on the side, yeah. and basically had the girls, too. You know, yeah. uh, just, just the style that would that they were in the way they would dance too it was just off the hook mm -hmm. yeah. but uh but because of that because they were getting pushed around by gangs the party crews had enough so they were pushing back and yeah. so and then when that's when the street politics started getting in and, but that's a whole different story <laughs> but that's what ended a lot of the house parties the house party started that ended the party crews ended the house parties then the party scene was ended because of the violence and that's how the club scene started 
Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people didn't want to go to house parties anymore because yeah, the party crews and the gangs were messing it up. Yeah. And then after that, they were like, we found a better way to do it. Let's go to the clubs where you can dress a certain way and you can't go in unless you wear a nice attire. Right. right? There was literally gunshots in the 90s at yeah. house parties. Like, yeah. you'd be in there just like, whoa. So it was a whole different, you know, <laughs> it's a whole different environment, but people still managed to have a good time. And like I said, you got to give credit to the ravers and the groovers, yeah. man, because violence was around them and all they cared about was the music. Mm -hmm. They never yeah. got into any type of problems. All they went to is to have fun and go home. And some of them did fall victims to the violence, but because that, that was a, a normal thing for us in the 90s. Mm. That's what it was, man. Yeah. I mean, what the thing that, the reason why I went to El Paso was I was deep in the gang stuff and, you know, in downtown L.A. And it was just, I, I was getting deeper and deeper until finally my mom was like, that's it. I mean, the day she got me out of jail or, you know, I was up, up north for a while and she got me out. And the moment I got in the car, we went straight to the airport and never saw L.A. again for four years. And that's in that time period, I did come back once to pick up my turntables and my records because I was getting back into LA, to DJing and stuff. But yeah, it kind of slipped. You know, I was a big house party DJ in East LA and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, I just dipped right back into my neighborhood and got a little trouble and got in trouble again, got in trouble again, three striker, and like, oh shit, here I go. But luckily, things were behind me. And when I got out, my mom was right there at the gate waiting for me and drove me straight to LAX. And we, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was still kind of a little crazy in El Paso because I met some dudes from L.A. out there oh, from El Serino. Yeah, so nothing, yeah. it was kind of like, oh, shit, bro, let's fucking, let's tear it up here. We're, we're eight of us from L.A. We can take on the whole city. So, <laughs> so, you, so you even made, started going to the fucking, uh, uh, all that shit, traveling out, uh, away from here even cooler than what it is now. Right. Fuck all that up. Right? <laughs> Fuck all that up. But, but then, you know, just DJing got me back at... Coming back and getting my stuff and, and doing it all over again in El Paso just got me to where I'm at today. If my mom wasn't there, then things, I don't know what would have happened. Hey man, shout out to the ones we love and the yeah. ones that love us and yeah, right. support yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, now, with that being said, with all that violence, what do you guys think of the clubs and things now? Like, You know, I haven't been to a club, man. Really? I haven't been to a club in years, in years bro. So I don't even, I wouldn't even know. What, 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 what scares me coming out of the house, because I don't come out of the house a lot. I have my studios at home. My, I made my whole property in my house like my wonderland. Like, I don't need to go anywhere. Just order, right, order right. pizza and donuts, You're and I'm good. good. Got it. Yeah, and some Cokes. You know, I'm good, man. Oh, Cokes? No, no, no. no, 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 no Cokes. 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 Oh, Cokes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, as for me, uh, since I started doing events, uh, bringing back the 90s, uh, there hasn't been, everybody's been behaving. Uh, we're at that age that we're grown people. We we survived the '90s, and now we want to do is listen to some good music. Yeah, have a good time and and bring this culture to the new generation so they can carry it over. Yeah, to their to the next generation. Document our history and document it because the, the when we do events, man, people from everywhere come, and they come from San Diego, New Mexico, because when the party scene died, a lot of people had to leave because it was just too violent. So a lot of people got into the Marines, the Army, became officers, yeah. and but they want to they want to feel like they're in the '90s again. So when yeah. we throw events like that, they come back, you know, even if it's for one day, for one weekend. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why that's why I, I intend to do more events and continue this page for as long as they want me to. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, go ahead. I was gonna say, and as you obviously performer, I mean, 
out there doing your thing, DJing, still producing? I mean, wh what do you think of today versus Dad's yesterday? Battling. I know. Are you still going up to people like, fuck you, let's battle? <laughs> I, 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 I still am. When, when it's that environment, you know what I'm saying? However, like, I, I always wonder if the, if the crowd today, if they, if they have that same feeling that I had, like, when I f was first loving it. Like, I don't see, I don't really see that from them. Like, uh, when I do see someone like that, they normally, they come and they start talking to me like, oh, man, thank you for playing this record or whatever. However, I, I see, like, they're kind of more into their own things, like a lower frequency type type vibe they seem seem to have. Or, or, or what I'm playing is the old stuff to them. You know what I'm saying? But I don't give a damn. Unless, <laughs> like, sometimes you gotta just slap them. You know, sometimes you just gotta it. slap them. I always love to slap, slap crowds. You know, I was always the one who like, oh, I could play all the same stuff that we all play, but you guys don't have this one. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I'm gonna put a tape on it, so you don't, when you come to look and try to see what I'm playing, can't see it. Can't see it. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm from that. I'm from that, that era. era. So yes. I still, I still have that in, in me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, even though I'm a DJ, if I see you out there dancing, when I get done dancing, I'm gonna be right there, out there on the floor with you. Especially if my boy's DJing and he's playing oh, yeah. the joints. Like, I'm a dancer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be out, be there, out there. You know. So time. yeah, I don't know. It's like it, it really depends on what kind of, uh, what kind of clubs we're talking. You know, like I'm not into like the new rap stuff <laughs> nah, at all. Like, nah, nah. notice I said rap. I'm not talking about hip-hop. I'm not talking <laughs> about breaking, popping, locking. No, at those clubs, I could play some house right now. Everyone will keep on going. But at the rap club, they would be like, yo, what are you, what what are you what doing, is bro? That's that little Nas X. Yeah, play some, uh, <laughs> play some little big midget. Or, <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I'm saying? The, all the littles or the easy wheezy wazies. Do you feel, do you feel like... Uh, you know, these foods are out here, they just have a really good beat, beat and they just that's it. say whatever they want on it. Yeah. And, like, that's that's what the music is now? I mean... Yeah. I, 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 let's say I, I felt like that. Now they're getting better. Like, at first I was like, oh, they're just whack. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, what's happening here is, is it like uh, when I was coming up, some of the music that we were listening to, we were like, ah, oh, get out of here, like, we have this now, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm not really. Uh, I'm I like. I just look at it like there's way better MCs than what you guys are doing. You see, what I'm saying. So I rather stick with that. And then every once in a while, you know, you got that one record that they play ninety times on the radio. And it's gonna <laughs> every once in a while and you know, they get you with one or or two and as a DJ. <laughs> if you're going to play those type of clubs, you got to play them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going to play, like, any kind of top 40 club, yeah, they're going to want to hear Lil Wayne or, you know, yeah, yeah. Nicki Minaj or whatever. I'll play a couple of those. However, what time am I playing, though? Yeah. Like, if I'm playing, if I'm playing early, you know, I'm the opener, I'll... I'll bang out a lot of the stuff that I like to listen to. All right, tell, let me let me know. ask you a question. You're in the car. Uh -huh. What what is your go to, <laughs> and what is your guilty pleasure? Uh, I will say salsa. Oh, for me, go to. 
My go-to is like some electro funk, you know, Planet Rock, uh, no, Planet Rock, House. I like all kind of music, bro. I literally, do. I love all kinds of music. So it just depends. Like if I want to have a little session, I might, you know, like Saturday morning, I'm salsa. Get my little salsa going. I start getting into some funk, some some breaks. You know what I'm saying? I like to I like to peak myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I might I might play little little sets, but for the most part, I'm like playing different stuff. I might play, you know, the Mexican by, uh, you know, you know, Jelly Bean, Jelly Bean, or or, or whoever's done the, the Mexicans. There's so many versions <laughs> of it, you know. And then I might mix that in with, you know. You know, a freestyle record. Wow, bro. It just all depends on how how I feel or the who vibe, I'm playing the, for. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I really like salsa because I'm a dancer and it, it kind of gets my juices flowing and I kind of flow into there yeah. with, you know, I try to put everything with a break beat or with an electro funk beat. I don't care. It could be Metallica. Does it fit with Planet Rock? If it fits with Planet Rock, I feel like I can do like a cool crazy Planet Rock mix. beats fits anything. Man, I, and people <laughs> are like, damn, that sounds dope. I'm like, it really is not that dope because I try to put everything with Planet Rock. Yeah. Just see if it works. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Testing. If it works. Yeah. It usually does work too. <laughs> so. I don't listen to any radio. Nothing. Nah. I listen to podcasts. That's it. Now you're listening to Pigs Radio. I don't listen to radio, man. I can't listen. I don't listen to them in my car. I listen to Rob Lowe. His, like his book or something or his podcast <laughs> or 90210 podcast or something you know i can't i don't listen to music anymore i just i mean everything's yeah. changed the the way we even get our information yeah i mean we can streamline the things we want to streamline yeah. even more so than ever and really stick to our genre or our roads or whatever it is that we whatever it is. like mm-hmm. yeah uh, now that everything's changing, you're DJing. Are you still on records, or are you now jumped over to you know the the, the S9 and Rev Seven Pioneers and all these controllers? I, I, I refuse to so get many stuck. Controllers, bro. I always said I don't want to get stuck. You know, just oh, I love the vinyl. I rather play with vinyl actually. However, like I think it's cool. Like you know, remember when Napster and all that came out? I was like, yo, I'm finding records that I never had in MP3. You know what right. I'm saying? So I, when I hopped over to Serato and, and all that, I was like, damn, I'm not even sure how this works or whatever. However, now I just look at it like, you know, it's all a tool. It's all a tool. It's how you, yeah. how you use it. Like, I can cut and scratch and do amazing stuff. Some people, they, they just do it by pushing buttons. I might go like, oh, yo, you're cheating or whatever. But... Or consequently, it still sounds dope. Right. To me, as long as it sounds dope, like I don't care how you're how you're doing, I can still enjoy it and get behind it. Especially if you're good people too. Like I might be like, yo, how you do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, share, share, share the love. That's that's what I'm all about, bro. I'm gonna put a piece of tape on my uh, computer screen. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they made a function now on the Serato where you can hide the title. Stop oh, it. really? Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. It's wow. called, it's called the it's uh called the AM function or whatever. That made, oh, DJ AM? That yeah. okay, so someone in his camp said we used to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yep, Crazy, bro. Old school. 
fucking smile. Holy fuck, man. Uh, I, to have you guys all here, obviously, this is a collection of what it was in the 90s, different aspects, different <laughs> trains of thought to kind to come together and put together something amazing. Yeah, thank and it you. It looks fucking great. Thank uh, you. The, the trailer looks amazing. I can't wait to watch it this week and uh, report back, Zach, next week. Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever guest we're, we're having. I forgot where you were going with that, but then I'll report to you next week to let All you right. know what it is. All right. I'll do, I'll do my book report. <laughs> yeah, you do your book, book report, too. <laughs> uh, are you going to be spending any word anytime soon that we can go catch you, hang out oh, with you? Bro, I've, I spend so often. I spend at different stuff. Uh, this week, next I week. Can't even, oh, I can't even remember anything that's coming up right now. Oh, okay. uh, however, you could always check me out normally every Sunday at uh, All Groove House Radio. Um, we got the app and whatnot, and um, we're spending the house there every Sunday. You can check me out there. Um, I'm DJ H-A-Z-Z-E. I'm Googleable. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's, <laughs> let's do that one more time a little bit slower so I make sure I remember that. Zach, write it down. <laughs> <laughs> write it down, Zach. What is this again? DJ H A double Z E. There we go. DJ H A double Z E. Double Z E. Yes, sir. And once again, where's that uh, house? House parties in the 90s on Instagram. Uh, we are 80,000 strong on there, and uh, we keep growing every day. And uh, Saturday, November the 19th at Sage and Whittier, we're celebrating our fifth anniversary. Mike Flores will be on the vinyl. And uh, you guys are invited. We'll put you up on the guest list, man. uh, Appreciate that. Come and hang out with the house parties in the 90s family. Much love to all the, uh, the, uh, everybody (laughs) that's a part of it. And and thank you for the opportunity that you're giving us. Yeah. uh, For welcome to the club. I I saw it and and I I told them from (laughs) beginning to end, you you can't stop watching it. It's It's a good documentary. It was all my idea. <laughs> it was all my idea. I'm only Hell saying yeah. that because Corinne and Wani in here. So it's all my idea. So if they don't hear this, it's all good. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, I want to give a shout out, though, to Cindy. She's been in the chat all night. and she's been, Cindy's uh, a big supporter. Yeah. Cin- Cindy's from house parties in the 90s family, yeah. too. So yeah. Cindy and her husband, Rich. Yeah, she, she's uh, been promoting everything from, from the, the Vimeo to the, yeah. the, the, the 19th show. Hell yeah. yeah! Good people, man. That's yeah. that's 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 you gotta surround yourself with people like that. Yeah. Really good, hardworking people. If you don't, I I just want to thank the house parties in the '90s because you guys got me through like quarantine oh, with thank all you. of the <laughs> thank you the <laughs> online Instagram sets. Yeah, the live sets. Yeah, you know, along with with Pigs Radio and and Mario sets as well during quarantine. Like, it was just totally. Uh, party in my living room every time <laughs> thank you so much i really appreciate you following it that, yeah. that means a lot to me when when i hear stuff like that that's that's something that money can buy yeah. so i appreciate you yeah. very much yeah. for that Definitely. Yeah. money can buy respect that's right really can <laughs> and talk about a, an evolution once a pandemic hit and the whole world stopped yeah talking about djs taking like oh fuck what else can we do yeah oh shit let's flip let's go at least until the algorithms started catching right. up and started fucking up everyone and that's what ended up happening and you knew that was going to happen yeah, yeah eventually and then obviously there was new platforms and then things kind of changed but yeah. how to see how everything once there is obstacles and like how do we find the workaround to kind of get back on track yeah 
And it's still amazing to kind of see that. And it's still amazing to see people been doing this stuff 30, 40 years. And by the way, man, you guys look fucking great for your fucking age. I'm not going to lie. And I'm gonna, I hope my wife heard that. And, and I'm going to blame. And I'm going to say, dude, it has to be because of the love that you guys have for the passion, what you guys do. Because no, nothing else can explain. Because you guys are in the nightlife. And I will tell you that people who don't work the nightlife, it fucking sucks. You got a day job and you work at night. It fucking sucks. It takes away from your family. You're putting hours on end. Yeah. yeah. I've been I've been working off of two hours of sleep for the last twenty fucking plus years. It takes away. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, it takes bro. Away. Absolutely. So, and also, are... she's invited too. On yeah. The nineteenth. Well, so you better well, go. Well, well, Liz is part of the fucking pig. Okay. So of, course. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. At Sage, how many? Make sure. <laughs> at Sage, how many rooms are you doing? Two. One. We're doing both rooms. We okay. have eleven DJs. Uh, uh, Damn. Uh, all of them are from house parties in the nineties. Uh, from DJ Maori, DJ Bay Rock, DJ Flavor. Uh, sabor. DJ uh, Sabor. Yeah. DJ Sabor. Uh, <laughs> Frankie C. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, Craig Herrera, uh, Wong Chop, and then we have a performance by the beautiful Natalia yes. from Aqua Boogie. So if you were part of the 90s, then you know who she is, and she's going to be performing, hey, and, yeah. uh, and that's thanks to uh, my brother over here, Mike Flores, and <laughs> I can't wait to see Mike Flores after so many years uh, get on that once <laughs> and two. Oh, and we have an upcoming uh, uh, DJ, DJ Isaac G. Yes. Isaac G. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's the future. He's the one who's going to carry the DJ movement from the 90s uh, Hell on yeah. forward. So you guys are going to... He's a good just, kid. He's a good kid, good yeah. Kid. So. I want to take this moment to announce the, the after party. Uh, across the street at Winchell's. <laughs> oh, it is really? 24 hour. I'm yes. already there, brother. I'm already there. Don't I'm get already me started picking on my donuts, bar, bro. Hell yeah. Uh, I, that, I two that, donuts every day. That place is awesome. I did a Winchell's? few. I have, no, not Winchell's. Oh, fucking Sage. Uh, Sage. <laughs> Winchell's is good too, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Go for the for the little bagel burger thing that they have. Yeah. But uh, Sage is a good, nice little open spot. Uh, free parking everywhere. Yeah. Uh, guys, you need to come out. Uh, can we buy pre sale tickets anywhere? Yeah, yeah. You go to Eventbrite, and uh, it says uh, house parties in the 90s, fifth anniversary. And I, I always put at a price of $10 because I, I feel like that's a good price to uh, sell a ticket um, and take it back to the night. It's only $10 just online, Damn. Eventbrite. Yeah. You guys, you don't even have to call a number to no, get an right. address or anything. No map. No, no, but, yeah, but, no map. No, no, yeah. <laughs> but that's cheap as fuck considering you're having 11 DJs and a performer. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not doing it. To fill my pockets. Right, right. Uh, I'm doing it because I love w what we stand for, uh, especially with the Latino community, because we made this. Yeah. We were the 90s. Yeah. And we were, like I said, we were entrepreneurs before entrepreneurs was a thing. Yeah. You know, we just didn't know how to build it together. Yeah. And how they to didn't know the structure. Yeah. yeah, we didn't know the structure. <laughs> and so that's what led to a lot of the demise of the 90s. Yeah. And so it's it, it wouldn't be fair if I want to charge 30, 40 bucks, which I can, but that's not why I'm doing it for. Right. So I think $10 online, 15 at the door is no, yeah. perfect. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, there's there's <laughs> absolutely no reason not to be at this spot. Yeah. Right. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for the opportunity. And I'll see you guys on November the 19th. Here, here, guys. November 19th, uh, Sage Club out in Whittier. Mm -hmm. Need to go check out the movie. And, Mike, where do we follow you and the movie and all that information and all your other projects? Oh, my God. Let's see. The movie, Vimeo.com Vimeo mm -hmm. forward slash Welcome to the Club Part 1. Instagram, Mike underscore Flores or Media underscore Circus. And The Future Holds Part 2, obviously, that we talked, we spoke about that earlier. Um 
I, I, I don't know what else more I can say about it. I mean, is this going to be like part one? Probably even better because there's more clubs now attached to this. And some of the people that we're getting for this one is going to be pretty damn good, too. Oh, yeah. Really good. We're gonna Zach, get some... I don't know if you heard, but I'm going to be in part two now. We gotta... <laughs> it's going to be that good. <laughs> got to get that fucking good. Got to get that glance slam talk, Woo! man. That 333 three, three Boylston <laughs> three, 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 Boylston talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're going to be one thing that I'm going to cut right into. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know it is shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better take advantage of that five <laughs> seconds, Mario. Oh, you know I will. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with uh, part two downtown LA. And I think I w- one of the things I want to do for sure, we're going to hit the valley as well, San Fernando Valley. But Ooh. what I want to do is do a prequel. I want to do go back to the rave scene, oh. how the rave started in L.A., breaking into the warehouses and all that stuff, yeah. the map points, like really explain it in detail, right. not just pictures. You know, just let's get people in there and talk about it. You talk about the porn industry too, or not? <laughs> got the same warehouses, right? No, <laughs> uh, in the valley, yeah, yeah, yeah in the valley maybe for in the, sure. Yeah, maybe oh. in North Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, North Hollywood, the valley, yeah, for sure, bro. Not in East L.A. Not out here. <laughs> They're chopping cars in those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We want to thank everyone for logging in, hanging out with the pigs, and our obviously new honorary pigs that was here awesome, at the Pigsneyverse. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, tell your mom. Uh, your girlfriend already knows about us, but you guys can follow us at Pigs Radio, P I G Z. That's what a hard Z. Uh, don't forget, Zach, we do have a guest next week. Okay. I forget who it is. Oh, Munchola. Oh. That's who's on next week. Munchola. Yeah. It's, uh, she's a terror card reader, Chola. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I'm going to uh, have to tune in for that one. Yo, you, you, you get your cards read. Yeah, get your yeah, cards yeah. Red. yeah. She was on the uh, West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell so, yeah. Well, I go to the Pinta. Yeah. That's how they read yeah. the cards. She's like, win. Win, huh? Uh, Liz, thank you so much for still being a part of the conversation all the way from yeah, the Yeah, Liz, from, from thank the you. Internet. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Liz. Uh, yeah, so don't forget, Pigs Radio, and then uh, thank you guys. we out. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Hold you. On. Press this button right hey. here. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, honey. Hey, yo, cool, DJ, bro. stop the music. Countdown. Countdown. Five, four, three, two. Initiating shutdown sequence. Five, four, three, two. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. This show may cause birth defects and or cancer. Void where prohibited in the southern red states. Official sponsor of the Special Olympics. Not really 2% financing available for nothing. See your official Toyota dealer for recall as penalty for not buying American. This show may cause massive amounts of marijuana consumption. This show has been a joint venture of cockballs and ass. Free salad tossing available. Upon request, visit RobertReese.com. Sexual relations among cousins is not incest. Thank you. That will conclude this evening's entertainment.